everybody, and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. My name is Sergeant Bars, and today I'm joined by Victim and Dylan, as always. And today we're going to talk about toast. Let's go. Fucking toast. Butter toast, French toast. Dude. French makes- French. Is that the only kind of toast you know? So, Destiny makes the bread for the French toast, like, the night before. And it's amazing. Oh, like, soaks it all night, or, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like, purpose-made bread for French toast is the bombest but toast aside that, that's just a joke because we were um talking about toast when we were doing the sound test but whatever so it's been a bit it's been a bit there's been we a tried... lot of holidays too yeah december was just a wash if, if you guys remember i actually straight up posted on our website hey we're just gonna take a break till january because holy shit <laughs> and it's january all my weekends were taken it's like i gotta do this i gotta do that uh, I gotta go here and give presents away, and I gotta go here and give presents away. Where's my money at? I don't know. I feel like it's uniquely a millennium or <laughs> a millennial problem because you know I have so many people to visit for the holidays. Yeah, like, fucking die off, everybody. No, <laughs> no, it's it's more about um just just fractured families, you know? Because um oh, I'm a horrible like, person. My, my my parents divorced when I was young, right? So they they're both like happily remarried, and um. And then, you know, my wife's parents, they they separated after I got married. Funny how that works out. And then they both remarried happily. And it's like, well, we have a lot of places to go. Those four families plus ours. Yeah. So And they won't sit in the same room, so they can't just visit us. Oh, that is. <laughs> it's, it's, or some of them, it's like that. So, but that's unfortunate. But I still had a great time. Holy crap. I went the distance and i managed to visit everybody knowing knowing your struggle i want to know uh when was the last time you stepped on a scale i hope it there was a before and after weighing and that uh there was a solid 10 pound difference there <laughs> i'm my, my body is trending in the right direction um <laughs> i did not track if i gained anything from christmas dinner but christmas dinners <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen each other in person for a long time, so I probably look bigger than you remember. But if you saw me like um, three years ago when I had my last job and it was super miserable, and then you saw me today, you'd be like, holy shit, what happened to you? (laughs) In a good way. I've had so much fucking candy and food. And so like New Year's Eve was a bunch of nachos. And then New Year or New Year's, I meant fucking Christmas Eve. Sorry, it was nachos and Christmas was... A bunch of fucking shit from like i don't know i think we had like homemade waffles and a bunch of other shit but like on top of that i got a bunch of candy for christmas too it's because it's just everywhere there's just no escaping it if it's not baked goods it's like i don't know candy bars and shit i hate it it's everywhere i had like four christmas dinners i hate it he says no you don't you lies (laughs) okay it tastes good (laughs) <laughs> but knowing like the damage that is being done is oh is yeah, pain yeah in and of itself it's like i know it's bad but i can't keep i, I just can't stop shoveling it into my mouth <laughs> and then it's, yeah that, yes uh, i'm not gonna say the joke i made that's in poor taste but um whew, yeah there's there's just a lot going on with everybody and i'm surprised we survived it i actually had nachos for new year's eve so i thought that was weird that you were in my brain there for a second, Vic. I mean, where else would I be? So I had nachos from New Year's Eve, victims in my brain. Like, I I don't know what was going on. I heard that Twitter is trying to... Well, well hold on. Did you guys have a good Christmas? I did, yes. I mean, like, 
there was some family tension for a little bit, but whatever. That's nothing new. Yeah, that's that's Christmas. Congratulations. Mm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or Thanksgiving. I got some really weird shit for for Christmas, and I love it. Like, um, so uh, of course, my my two sons got most of the presents as they should. Um, of course, and I got him some cool shit too. Both of them, in fact. Uh, but uh, what I got was I got this. The uh, first thing I got for the holidays was this um, Pebble Bee Bluetooth thing. It's like it's a little keychain and it's a little card. And there's an app for your phone. And basically, like if I lose my keys or if I lose my wallet, I can go on my phone. And I can make that shit start beeping. That is awesome. And I can make it so if I'm more than like 60 feet away, it starts beeping because I fucking forgot it. And if I lose my phone, but I have the keys or the wallet, I can like press the, the button that you use to turn that alarm off and it makes my phone start alarming, even if it's on silent. Oh, that is way cool. And it's just through an app. It's not like a, a thing you stick on. Yeah. It. That's awesome. I still have some Christmas presents to give out and I think I just found one. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm stealing okay. someone's idea. Let's see. What else did I get that was cool? I got uh, a beanie hat that, that plays Bluetooth on some speakers that you can take out so you can wash it but like they're in the hat it's part of the hat there's buttons on the hat Dude, it's awesome th- that sounds awesome it, it sounds also um like a public transit nightmare <laughs> it, it actually is really convenient for public transit really? i mean i tried it a couple days now are they speakers or are they headphones they're speakers embedded inside of the hat that work like headphones oh so they work like okay okay i, I was like I was just thinking like you were in this gaudy beanie. They're effectively on the ear. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking you were in like this gaudy beanie just blasting like Ramstein or Tool or something <laughs> like fuck you guys, <laughs> listen to my music. <laughs> like it's like this is my music now. You will listen. No, um nothing like that. That also sounds like the mo- world's most comfortable on ear headphones. They are super comfy, I will admit. Though my my existing Bluetooth on the ear headphones are more comfortable. Oh, I mean, they sound not, they're not more comfortable. They sound better, but I'm willing to compromise for the commute for comfort. The other th- gift I got, my dad slipped me a $100 gift card to Amazon. Mm. We just have this gentleman's agreement that he's not going to know what to get me yeah. to surprise me. So he's just like, get yourself something while everything's on sale, which is where this lovely Quad X or Hyper X Quadcast microphone you're hearing my wonderful voice in uh, came from. It was because I was like, I have this gift card. And I opened up Amazon. I'm like, what can I get under a hundred bucks? That's kind of pricey that I would actually want for myself. And then this thing showed up on sale because it's a hundred forty dollar microphone. It was on sale for ninety nine. I was like, nice, sold, <laughs> bought Perfect. it. Came in three days later. <laughs> I'm waiting for a new headset to come in. My mom was running around looking for a new headset. I, 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 she has no idea what to buy for anyone anymore. So we usually write it on a list. I try to be as spe- specific as I can be because I don't want her to like buy something that just ends up being like garbage and I have to throw it in a corner because she'll see it like. Couple months later, she's like, "Oh, why aren't you using that?" I'm like, "Well, uh, your your presence trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> Feel bad about it, you know." Right. So we get it. I plug it in. She didn't know any better. It was a Chinese, like not like an aftermarket, but like straight up Chinese company. Uh, head headphones. Their website is like gone. Doesn't exist. I couldn't find oh, it. Geez. It was just like four or four pages. So, so they went. They went under. Um, only cost like thirty seven bucks. It wasn't a huge deal. And Amazon's letting us return it, so that's cool. You know, they probably like created their website and everything just for the holidays. Probably. Yeah. That oh, that's. But I lucked out. There was still some razor sales on Amazon 
And while I know it's kind of the older version, I grabbed the uh, Kraken tournament um, because it's a USB connector. And I feel like I think my motherboard is just no go for analog head- headphones. I just don't think it's worth. So I grabbed a pair of those and I'm hoping they're going to be better. But yeah, I don't know. It, I, I think they're going to be OK. The last time I bought Razer equipment, it died right as soon as I pulled it out of the box. And like, it was a Razer Naga and I clicked a few times. Actually, funny enough. Was for, with Christmas money one year, like years and years and years ago, and it just straight up died like an hour later into use. So I'm a little weary, but I hear razors a lot better now. I've I've never had an issue with DOAs. I've had uh, two things come DOA dead on arrival for anybody not paying, like who doesn't know, and every single company seems to have a solid return policy on DOAs. They might be a little bit of a pain in the ass for other things but if it's doa people the companies tend to be like oh we're gonna fix that right now like type deal so i you've told me about this specific razor issue before and i was like i feel like you didn't go the lengths you needed to get it figured out type deal maybe i mean to be fair i mean like i had gone to I forget why, but we were traveling that day, just in, within the city. And um, I brought it with me because I knew we were going to be at my aunt's house. And I knew she had a computer. This is back when like not everyone in my family had, had a computer. And so I went over there and tried it. It didn't work. Um, I tried it on the family PC. It didn't work. So I think I think it legitimately just died. I think that it um, just did not work anymore. Something in it was probably like disconnected. Probably it was probably nothing like major. If we took it apart, we probably could have fixed it. But the issue is that with that, especially with all these companies, like even Logitech's this is kind of an ass company. If you even so much as remove a screw, you void warranty, and they fucking know. If you, if you send it in and they and they notice that shit, you're fucked. You you spent the time sending it, and they're not giving you a replacement anymore. I fucking hate it. Like uh, my F key broke on my Logitech keyboard. I had to send in my whole keyboard because. After contacting them, they're like, oh, no, do not remove the key or you'll void warranty. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. I could probably fi- uh, had to wait two weeks sending my fucking keyboard back. I don't know how it is in uh, where you're at, but I know that some states here have made that a very legal thing, even though you can still buy the items and it will say void if broken on the seal. But they're... Um, the laws are typically referred to as right to repair things, and it came with big lawsuits towards Apple. So maybe Canada has those. You might want to look into them because they would still have things that say, you know, void if broken, but like, that's a lie. Yeah, I, th- I think we somewhere over like in Ontario, they started passing laws like that, but I don't think we have anything like countrywide yeah. yet. Not that I That's know cool. You got a you're you're getting yourself a a good headset at least. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> a good headset to accom- uh, accommodate the uh, the new graphics card, right? Yeah, that and if if all goes well, I'll stick a RAM as well. So my computer will be finally fully up to up to par. That's amazing. After so long, like I remember, uh, as soon as victim got that graphics card slapped him, I like brought him into Warframe with me, like let's do the new stuff, and it was like I I dragged him kicking and screaming. We haven't played since. But I had fun. <laughs> oh, the, the, a good contrast is games would crash five, maybe five minutes to about three hours in, depending on the game. Warframe was like the most like varied. It sometimes would crash right away. Sometimes it would take like six or six to eight hours, and then it would crash. Uh, Arcage, the game that I'm playing the most recently, it died 
almost every time I would go to somewhere where there was like a large group of people and a lot of events would draw in somewhere in around like 200 to 400 people. That's all. That's a lot that on is. screen for an older MMO, right? So that's it's a lot like, on screen for now. It, it, yeah, that's fair. But it it, it would suck because it would crash and then I'd mo- lose out on, on stuff. It would force me to play longer than I needed to, um, which in an MMO where there's tons of dailies, you don't want to really be playing it longer than you need to. But now, not a single crash. Like people still in, in game are talking about how much they crash. They crash all the time. In my mind, I'm thinking like, just buy a better graphics card. The game won't crash anymore. Fuck, dude. Not a single crash. Not nothing. Not even like a like a everything freezes for a second and then snap and I'm back to my desktop. Like you know, like the old you know uh, what is that a vanilla crash? I forget what people call that. I don't miss those either. <laughs> I don't miss them either. But yeah, no, not even shit like that. Like it's it's been a fucking I don't know a godsend. It it is one of the most wonderful feelings in the world to finally have a computer that works properly. And doesn't crash when I do anything on it. It's so, so good. That sounds amazing. And. And? I'm sorry, did you hear that? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my phone started freaking out. I got an Amber alert. Um, no. <laughs> it, it, Suit up, Batman. Got going. <laughs> yeah, like it was Susie like. Susie needs her help on Highway 400. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was vibrating my desk very angrily. Um, Where was I? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice very nice uh i i didn't do much i had a christmas dinner i no one gave any gifts i i've been giving some people gifts here and there but i i didn't get nothing and i'm with my family specifically i'm pretty okay with that i mean uh, my aunt gave me a gift card she does that which is fantastic i have 100 bucks on amazon much like you so i'm mm-hmm. looking at maybe getting like an elgato key light Right now it's 175. Ooh. And lots of room noise all of a sudden. Sorry, I adjusted my chair. Forgive me. No, 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 no. I, I heard the chair adjustment, but like room noise, like all of a sudden. Yeah, and suddenly you're in like inside of like a like a jet right engine now? for a second. No, no, no. Oh, it's because my screen locked again. And I was like, instead of interrupting you guys, there's like on my microphone, there's like this matte rubbery like button on the top of my microphone. If I tap it, the lights inside turn off and it mutes. Oh. Oh, nice. Okay. I have, I have a button like that as well. Like just, I'm going to make a constant noise. Uh, uh, isn't that cool? That is awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So I figured instead of interrupting you again to unlock my fucking screen, I was just going to take care of it. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think it was like kind of resetting. It was just yeah. weird. It was just super weird because... Don't oh, worry, I'll edit that stuff out when, when it comes up on my track of the recording. So I, I'm my screen's gonna lock again because I told the, the computer not to and it's not listening. So oh, good. it will happen again and I'm just gonna mute and fix it every time. This so. is because you broke your Linux partition. Yes. But- Between this episode and the last, something happened. I've been given a old Logitech headset and after I got the drivers installed and my Windows install, it was like, oh, you need to restart. And then it did. And then my, when my computer turned on, it's like it defaults to the other hard drive that Arch is on and well, the boot menu loads up and it's like, hey, you don't have a bootable operating system on here. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you want to you want to you want to check again? Maybe computer. Yeah. Like and then it, like rebooted a bunch of times. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. This thing's possessed. Uh, Windows still worked. I have Windows on a different hard drive. Right. So I was able to go into the BIOS and just say, oh, just boot from that one instead. And then I got into Windows and I was able to like download something new. Uh, Arch uh, is really satisfying and very configurable, but like it takes a long time to install. And I was pretty drunk when this happened, so I was like, mm, "Let's put Ubuntu on it, <laughs> just so I can make the damn show." 
And when I, you know, get my house and move out, I, I will redo my computer, probably with Arch. The show must go on. Yeah. So I will be redoing it again, uh, but under less duress. What I have now is fine for my needs. I just, when I had my Arch uh, install, ooh. I was experimenting with like Linux gaming and what, what can I make my computer do? Just how close are we to ditching Windows forever? You know, those kind of things, those kind of explorations. But um, on Ubuntu, which is fantastic, Ubuntu is very like easy to install for new users, but it's stable because everything's outdated. So unfortunately, gaming isn't really a thing on Ubuntu because everything's so fucking outdated. Drivers are a nightmare and nothing works. But on Arch, I don't have to configure shit. It just works after I install it like it should. So yeah, you're at the, the future edge. is bright. It's just the future isn't coming to Ubuntu for a bit. Yeah, unfortunate. And if you don't know what Ubuntu is, all that went over your head. I'm sorry, listeners and Sarge. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know what Ubuntu is. So over people's heads, uh, Twitter wants to make an open standard, a new open standard, open source standard for social media. I can't fathom the absolute audacity of this man, Jack, at Twitter. Right? It's like, and what is infuriating is, oh, I hit my desk with my watch. What's infuriating is that he talks about it and people praise him about it. Like this is a new thing. Nobody's tried. I think everybody has attempted some sort of thing. I, you know what? I think Jack is just watching Silicon Valley on HBO, which if you guys have, maybe it is a hilarious show, but it is not exactly the best for to emulate. There we go. So Jack, right? Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey. This motherfucker is like, oh, we're going to make an open standard. It's going to be open source like it should be to be an open standard. Uh, we're going to hire some people just for this. It's going to make, you know, social media excellent. And um, <laughs> it's going to make social media great again. He didn't actually say that. No. Um, but what's infuriating is that. Um, he would have been crucified if he said that. Oh, Can you I imagine? Know. Twitter CEO. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad news. <laughs> He only says that in private. No, but <laughs> so as I have mentioned many times on the show and in the branding for the, oh my God, my screen fucking locked again. So as I mentioned multiple times at, in our outros and in um, different parts of uh, these recent episodes that we've done, my I have deleted Facebook. I am only on Twitter on the brand account at Melomancy. That's technically me, but I don't, Get personal with that account. He sends me nudes on it all the time. Don't lie. All the time. Just schlong pics. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah no. but he's, his face isn't in them. So they're oh, not personal. Oh, yeah. Right. My bad. I retract. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so I, I've moved on. What, what happened was, is I was on Reddit one day, which I don't use anymore either. Uh, but at the time I did in like 2016 uh, or maybe it was 2017. I don't remember. It was either the end of 2016 or the beginning of 2017. And I was looking at Facebook alternatives because I was still on Facebook at the time as well, right? But if you remember my my feed, the two of you, because we were both friends on Facebook, I was always shitting on Facebook, on Facebook. Yeah. I was that guy in your timeline that's like, Facebook's really bad for you and you know it. I know it. Why are we here? And I didn't actually delete my Facebook until a couple years later in like 2018 or something, I think it was, or maybe it was 2017. Like the end of 2017 or sometime in 2018, my boss at my, my old boss at my current job. No, that's not true. My, the job, my my previous job that I was, that was current at that time, previous boss, because I had, there was a change of bosses when I worked there, right? 
but we were friends on Facebook. And at some point he replied to one of those like, like snot nose posts I make and was like, then do it. Delete your Facebook. And I was like, fuck, he's right. He called your bluff. Yeah. So I deleted my Facebook and I told him, thanks, man. I really needed that. No, most people just ignore my posts. And it's like, you were right. And now there are no strings on me. So, uh, but anyway, I was, you know, I'm, I'm too social to just not have a social media presence. You know me. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the same way in some regard. Yeah. It's like, I can't just not have social media. I will lose my I'm, mind. I'm so, in the same boat. Like, I am a thousand miles away from all my friends. More than a thousand. I'm halfway across the U.S. from everybody. So if I were to delete Facebook, it'd be like, hello, darkness, my old friend. I would just... Be, right. Yeah. Alone. It feeling. You'd be waiting like a whole month for snail mail to show up each yeah. day. Mm-hmm. One way. You would idle in our Discord channels, waiting for someone to. I would just be like, "Come like, to me." <laughs> right. Which is you know how Mumble used to work, which was fine. Uh, weird how times change, but anyway. So, uh, the reason I was able to so easily make this move to delete my Facebook is because you know a year or two prior, while still having a Facebook and a Twitter. I signed up for Mastodon.xyz, which is a website that runs a piece of software called Mastodon that I heard about on Reddit looking for Facebook alternatives. Somebody mentioned this, like, oh, this looks promising. And I looked it up. And I guess um, in 2017, there was a bit of a media blitz because when Mastodon was announced and was seeking funding, uh, a bunch of people were like, oh, it's Twitter without Nazis. Be your own admin. Make your own server. Federate with other servers of your choosing, you know, so if there's a server you don't like, you don't have to talk to them. And because it's natural, it's like you have this server and you it's basically Twitter and people sign up for it like it's Twitter. But like once somebody on your server follows somebody on a remote server, you can see all the posts on that server that are public. And then they start those people probably already have other connections and they start retweeting posts and you see more unique servers that you didn't hear of before people start following each other and the network grows naturally from there yeah a snowball effect that that it's so how that's how it's supposed to work and i thought oh that's a cool idea um that's a lot like matrix which i had already heard of um and which i won't get into i also use that it's like discord but not uh but anyway so i signed up for mastodon.xyz and i made a couple friends i mean like two seriously um, my timeline was full of people not speaking English, uh, but there was like some filtering tools. I was able to filter that stuff out. It sounds like my Twitter, <laughs> right? There were some interesting people that came that started floating up in the federated timeline view where you just kind of see everybody, whether you're following them or not. Right. You know, like old yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Still kind of happens. Right. And you find some people that are interesting that you see uh, more and more and you follow them and you see what they're about. And then. I come to find out that the server I was on maintained a block list of other instances that they did not disclose. I found out because I was looking at threads uh, that I was in and there were people replying to posts I couldn't see. But I was still on the chain. That doesn't happen anymore because they've they've updated all the software involved to make that not happen. But that's when I that's when like the dream kind of broke for me. It's like, oh, shit, this admin is hiding shit for me and not letting me choose for myself. Yeah. Right? So I looked at all the people I was following, who I interacted with a lot, who I respected, who I didn't, what their servers are like, and I ended up moving to Shipposter Club. Shipposter.club is the URL, right? 
mostly because uh, there's this one guy, his name's Robeck. He has a website where he does like articles, but, and, and he had a couple articles explaining what Mastodon was, but in like from the perspective of somebody that was already in this network before Mastodon arrived, a lot of those other articles led me astray because they made it sound like Mastodon was like what started this whole federated social media thing, right? When it, the network, this federated network using a protocol called OStatus, basically anyone can write software that implements OStatus and then you can send post, read posts, whatever the fuck, right? But the software does not have to be the same. It's the same reason why you have an, e- an email account on Google and you can send an email message to somebody on Yahoo, but behind the curtain, those, those web servers are probably completely different and secret. Nobody knows how they work, except that an email is a protocol of a standard definition of things that makes an email, right? If that standard definition did not exist, Google and Yahoo would not be able to send messages to each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because we have this standard of what a post is or what an email is, we can make multiple versions of software that exchange messages. So Mastodon was not the first. The network was, in fact, over 10 years old. Well, no, almost 10 years old. I don't know. A big number of years. I mean, that's that's easy to believe that it was 10 years old, though, because, like, think about how many different kinds of form software and shit that have existed and then didn't even boom. Like, Zen 4 had been around for all a while before it had boomed. So right. it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so there was a couple different implementations of software uh, that used this protocol that have existed for a long, long time. And then here comes Mastodon, like, oh, we're new. We're going to make everything better. We're Twitter without Nazis. Tell your Tumblr friends, bring them over, bring social justice to this network. Pretend it's new. Not that those things are inherently bad. It's just the people they brought over, the people they convinced to leave Twitter are awful. Like, they're awful. <laughs> good riddance. Right? No, like... It's a good idea, right? You know, and I'm not saying that the specific things that these people represent are bad, but it's like the particular people that were of the mindset, oh, we should leave Twitter now in like 2017 and to go get our own thing. Uh, those people were not good people and it shows. And there's some of them are still around. Many of them went back to Twitter. Uh, so what happened was, is I, I went to Shipposter Club, which was a different kind of software called GNU Social. They've since moved to a different kind of software that's more new, but it isn't Mastodon either, right? And the Mastodon side of things, like these people, they act like they were first. They act like they're the majority of the network. They're not. It's because a bunch of articles were written in 2017 saying this is Twitter without Nazis. Sign up today. And they got like thousands of people to sign up and then they never logged in again. But these servers have like these huge user counts that are totally bollocks. It's like your server sends like less than 1% of the posts I see on my timeline every day. And it's like you say you have a million users, I count five. <laughs> like, those numbers mean nothing. Shitposter Club apparently has a few hundred users. Many of them are derelict too. But, like, we have, like, two dozen people that post every day uh, that make up the majority of my timeline and many other people's timelines because we post all the fucking time, right? It's a big difference. So I'd rather be there where discussion is open and I can see everything rather than on the Mastodon side where your admin hides who you can and cannot see for your protection I don't need their protection, right? Uh, but that's just a, a tangent. The point is, is that this software already exists and it works mm, just fine. It could be better. It could be funner. I, I mean, what what in the, I was going to say on the internet, but what in the entire world couldn't be better? I mean, there's nothing that's ever going to hit that, you know, sweet spot, perfect 
moment. There are some people that think that it's not going to replace Twitter until you can send DMs to people. You can send DMs to people. They're just not private, right? Like your admin, if you trust them, uh, they could still go onto their database and look at every post, right? That's a yeah kind of out of the way deal, but they're, it's their I mean, server. Isn't it the same for how every like thing is like that? I mean, I, I know every form uh, software is like that. Which, I know yeah, that and Twitter's like that. Twitter is probably like that too. I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't put it past them. Right. Reddit's like that. Do you think anything you say on there is secret? Maybe if you're DMing each other fucking PGP encrypted messages, to, maybe. To argue right? both for what we're talking about and the point of what can be better, nothing in the world. The wheel, the wheel cannot be better. It's a wheel, it's a circle. Secondly, I that's where I would agree. That's you. where I agree that uh I forget the name of it. The cryptocurrency is just the thing that comes to mind. Uh blockchain is a suitable thing because it's just a massive encryption type deal. And yes, at some point, you know, it could show your DMs and everything if somebody were to break in and hack through and or whatever and yada 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 but right now it's much like uh arches the bleeding edge of mm. that space it's you know it it takes a lot of power to in- unencrypt one thing when you're mining bitcoin or whatever right so it would take a ton to push out a direct attack towards uh an entire site type deal which would run on multiple things right that's a big that's an important point because it's like if one server goes down yeah if they were a mega server with a lot of people that would suck but the other servers are fine and you can go sign up on them yeah and it's fine and you can even like migrate your identity it doesn't really work but i know um mastodon if you create an account on another mastodon server you can go on your old one and say hey i moved here make my profile point to that it's kind of grungy but like eventually actual account migrations will work and that will make it a lot easier to move around it's not automatic so if your home server like dies before you can migrate then you're in trouble but yeah mastodon just kind of seems like it's a uh, a pet project for some people the yeah. the way that you're definitely portraying it right now where it's like people are working on it but there's not like a solid team of devs right. and anything so you're coming up to issues that if there was a team specifically working on it all the time, these issues would be solved long right. ago because they're problems of the past, but these guys are just, you know, weakening it or whatever. So there's right things that are commonplace now. Well, people aren't weekend working on Mastodon. It's one guy because he drives away everyone else by taking credit for their shit because he's a bad person so yeah yeah but uh, i say mastodon but like there's more hey we know a guy like that so there's more to it like i i think it's funny that jack's like um yeah we're gonna make an open standard that's fine people on twitter that don't know any better are praising him like he's like no one's ever done this before that's stupid well what i don't get is why would he want to well i'll tell you why he wants to it's because as soon as donald trump is no longer the president uh nobody's gonna give a shit about twitter All those eyeballs are I going mean, to go elsewhere, yeah. and their money is going to go elsewhere. <laughs> that. So they need something to keep them in the light. Yeah, for a Twitter while has ballooned in yeah. revenue, popularity, and what have you, because everyone's like anxiously looking at it for the next crisis. It did spike because Donald Trump, but it's it. 
it's gonna yeah it's gonna it's gonna sit there like oh yeah it's not going away just the, when he goes away the revenue but like, is at an all-time high because with this administration anything of anything is posted in some incoherent babbling tweet uh, you know sometimes sometimes it is coherent and it was not written by him <laughs> like, but you know if it was three in the morning and a nuke is coming you're gonna get Kofefe nuke blah 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 type shit Kofefe. right and he'll be like the real people know and it's like the real ones don't know motherfucker no one knows but nuke what about this nuke like we want to know about that what makes twitter relevant is that it asserts itself as a source of like a base of legitimacy it's the same way with facebook like one of the things that keeps people on facebook is the idea that your facebook account is part of your identity like have you ever heard of the phrase like facebook official like yeah are you really dating her uh if her profile still says single right yeah hey, can i tangent about that for a quick second let's hear it i fucking hate this idea of like worth that comes from like all this shit it's like that's a newer thing obviously the the you know it, when facebook and shit when it first came around no one really gave a shit about that stuff that became a thing it became a joke people perpetuated it as a joke but now it's a real thing people unironically maybe they won't use that phrase unironically but unironically believe that shit and that hurts my soul so much and i don't i don't i'm not attributing it that it was caused by a joke well, or anything I'm just to kind of clarify that bit but i fucking hate that idea i i know people i know like younger people um, in my family or friends of my family, uh, their kids and what have you that are actually believing that kind of shit. Like with uh, now with like things like TikTok and shit. And it's just like I'm staring at them literally. They're, I'm seeing their life spiral in front of me without them even knowing. And that's so painful. See, that's the point of maturity. Like when I was 16, we had MySpace. I think it was I think Facebook came about actually when i was 16 but back then it was myspace you know i'm in a relationship you got to be mm -hmm. the top one and right with levels of maturity facebook was there yeah but it, we weren't ready to get rid of myspace it wasn't yet. the same <laughs> yeah well facebook was around for like five yeah. i think years or so before it really yeah, took off but, um and that's even before i'm not even talking like the you know if you've ever seen the movie i'm not even talking about like the, the frat house version i mean the like real one the version yeah. that we know of you know, it was around for like five years before. But it, we really it's took a maturity off. thing. Like right now, if we were still using MySpace and discussing this in the realm of MySpace, I still wouldn't give a shit. It'd be like, you know, if uh, Destiny wasn't Dylan's top, you know, number one. Like I don't think any of us would care, especially her. You know, like, but but if we were all fucking sixteen, if we were all sixteen, it would be a completely different thing because the maturity. Yeah, I, I get what you're coming. I get, I get where you're going. And yeah, I mean, like, I guess the, to, to kind of like close my point is I think social media isn't something to be afraid of. Like, like some people think it's like, the, like, think I think it's just a new learning curve for, for people to just learn how to be an adult. And it also happens to encompass social media now, which sounds weird. And I'm sure that made someone cringe. But I think that that's probably a, a reality where if not living in moving towards. Right. And it's a, it's an unfair stranglehold on society that social media has, at least Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And like, we can break those monopolies by giving them options and an open standard would help with that. The only reason Twitter would want to make it open standard is if it was trying to basically insert itself into a forever yeah. standard, right? 
because they he specifically said we want to make an open standard and then we want to make Twitter a client of that standard. So you can make up your own server with your own software and you can talk to Twitter. And Twitter can talk to you, right? It's not a bridge, it's you know, it's native, which is what Mastodon does. So I'm not done talking about fucking Mastodon because <laughs> Mastodon is bad, right? Let me give you a, a quick overview of the Fediverse in 2020, right? So let me tell you why, right? Mastodon's bad because they try to build like half-baked features. So the protocols changed. Like it was like 2017 or 18. They went from O status to activity pub. That doesn't really matter. But I said O status earlier and I need to kind of need to point it out. So a lot of really smart engineer people made activity pub with their weird engineer language, right? Which is like involves like it's hard to read, okay? Like, but it's a spec. It's a protocol, right? And then different implementations such as Mastodon are free to do it their own way as long as it fits the rules defined there, right? Yeah. It's like email. It's a set of rules. It, an email looks a certain way and you're welcome to implement whatever you want to send an email, right? There's no one way to do it. It's just there's only one way it's supposed to look at the end. Once yeah, I there has to be a certain degree of philanthropy involved in a open source type thing, a decentralized type thing, because if there's anybody looking mm -hmm. for profit who is in a position of power, they will do whatever and whatnot to get it. Oh, there's more of that in my story. <laughs> you know, Mastodon was like, oh, we're going to take over and we're going to be this free speech haven and yada 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 but the second they start making money and sponsors or whatever come in and they're like you know we really don't like that uh you got this subset over here of all these people being like man i sure fucking love hitler like those people are getting cold because the money you know right so because it's a decentralized system those mastodon servers are like oh i love hitler like they exist and you know I can see them because my server doesn't block anybody, but they're still running Mastodon and um, Mastodon still gets sponsors. Well, they're not sponsored. They have a Patreon and Samsung at the beginning of 2019 yeah. gave them a shitload of money for some sort of open source competition, like projects to believe in bullshit. I don't know. And then uh, they also got a big fat stack of cash for being part of the Eunomia program. Eunomia is like China's social credit system, but for Europe. You made by uh uh who backs it? I forget. It's like the European Union funded this. It may never come to be, but it is a social credit system it's, like China. That sounds big and yucky. Uh <laughs> it's big and yucky, and the leaks suggest that the guy behind Mastodon was behind this too. So it's like he wasn't just like in like involved, he was like deep he was deeply Yeah, involved. no, that that's a big red flag. But those are leaks and and hearsay. I don't actually know, but he's such a bad person, I wouldn't be surprised. So, uh more about this, right? So, Mastodon's got money and they they make the server software and that's fine. They have a license open source license where anyone can fork it. There's a couple forks of Mastodon that have more features that are made by more sane people. Obviously, I'm using software that's different and it, that's not the only option either. I really really wanted to make one for Melonmancy, but I'm fine on Shitposter Club. I don't want to move. If I did make one, I probably wouldn't use it and would just have an admin account that just says admin and point at my Shitposter account. So that's why I never did it. For a while, I was using Plume on Melonmancy.net, which is an activity pub compliant implementation, but it makes blogs, right? They show up in my Shitposter feed as blog posts, 
They still do. It's just we're using something else now. It's not Plume. But because it's federated, because it's using the same, like a blog post fits inside an activity pub, like message the same way a Mastodon post does or a Pleroma post does. Pleroma is the name of the software shitposter it's using right now. And then there's like others like Honk, Miss Key, what have you, right? Yes, there's one called Honk. It's yes, amazing. Yes, that sounds beautiful. Where do I sign up? <laughs> it's a meme implementation with meme language. Are we talking oh, the rake it's in the like, lake? Um, you have to edit. You have to. Ed- you have to log into the, da- the database to change your avatar. It's great. <laughs> if I can't put the rake in the lake with Honk, I don't want what? this. Oh my god! <laughs> you can lock the little boy in no, the no, telephone. No, no, that booth doesn't matter. And... I got to be the first one to put a rake in the lake because the first one to put the rake in the lake gets a million dollars. I heard it on YouTube on the internet. You can't lie on the internet. Them's the rules. Rake in the lake, million dollars. <laughs> right. So. But more about Mastodon, what makes it so shitty, right, is what we have right now between every implementation, what every implementation does really well is posting public posts, retweeting them, it's not called that, uh, and favoriting them and following people. Those all work really well. Mastodon decided that, oh, we also can mute people pretty well in most implementations, but the problem is with blocking and scoping. So let's start with scoping, right? Mastodon thought, oh, Let's make it so you can make a followers only post. That sounds awesome, right? And of course, direct messages. And another thing called unlisted posts. An unlisted post means if you look up my profile, you can see this post. But if you're looking at your, your home timeline or not, not your home timeline, you're the, the big, like everybody timeline. You're not going to see it. That sounds weird to me. Why? It'll show up in your home timeline if you follow the person. It's basically, it's supposed to signal, um, I wanted to post this, but I'm not necessarily looking for attention or replies. Makes sense. But like, why, that sounds so, such like such a weird thing to worry about. It's like, who would use this, right? The only time I ever use it is because I replied to somebody that uses it. Mostly out of respect, because it's like, if they post like that and I post a public one, people on the big, humongous, everybody timeline will see my post and not theirs and then open the thread. Yeah. It's like, you're not really hiding, but it's like, you're not inviting attention. From the outside, I guess because that big everybody timeline is fucking. Like, I can I can understand like why you'd want to do it. I just I don't want to be I don't want to say it's anything that'll come off as mean. But I, I have a I have a mean thing I I can say about it. But it just seems like at that point, why even I don't know. It's just that defeats the purpose of things like Twitter. And for me, yeah, per, I agree personally at least. I mean, I, I don't know. Teach their own. I guess. Fortunately. Uh, Pleroma especially, uh, but also Mastodon, they do public posting really well. That's all it really should be, in my opinion. Uh, direct messages are direct, and um, they're not really secure. Like it, you have to really like fiddle with your shit to see them. Like it's complicated. I don't even know how it works. I'm pretty sure there's a way where if you're not in that DM and you're on like a third server that isn't involved, like you could probably read the message if you modify your server. I'm not sure what you'd have to do. I'm pretty sure it's possible. Uh, but what is definitely possible is the admins of the sending and receiving server can just dive into their database and see the message in plain text. That's a thing. So it's like, don't actually say anything sensitive in a DM. That's the same as for Twitter for me. Well, yeah, like, can you imagine on Twitter, like if I were to DM you, Dylan, and I'm like, hey, Dylan, I'm going to fucking like stab this guy like eight times. I hope he dies. And then, the, you know, the police right. find out later on like, well, we don't know who killed them. And, you know, they're like, they think it's me, but they're not sure. They could just ask Twitter to give them the DMs. Right. I would be right. next level, like, stupid 
to just do it, post anything that's so sensitive. I mean, murder doesn't even have to be murder. Right. It could be like just any crime. Oh, I accidentally cheated on my wife. Haha. Right. So if that happened on the Fediverse, like what would happen is they, they'd go after the first. They need to know that you sent this message at all. They would have to, if they suspected it, they would go to the admin of the instance you're on, and assuming they're not anonymous. They would try to talk to him, and they might be some dude in France. So. Great. Awesome. He doesn't speak English. Perfect. Right. So it's like, I guess there's nothing stopping the government from doing the same thing that they would do to Twitter, like doing a subpoena and all that other shit. But like, they, I wonder if they would know who to ask. <laughs> yeah. If they would have jurisdiction to ask them at all. Uh, but that's, that's like, you know, securing your front door with tape. So don't Speaking do that. of securing uh, <laughs> your front door with tape. Who the fuck needs locks? I got duct tape. Well, hold on. So that's a problem with scoping. So they implemented that. And Pleroma and other implementations also implemented that because they want to be compatible, right? They don't want to break compatibility with Mastodon because in 2017, they were the biggest because of that boom of population. That doesn't mean shit anymore, but they still pretend that it does. And some people don't realize it yet, that Mastodon is dying and there's not so many Mastodon users anymore. And if there are, I don't ever see them and I can see everyone. <laughs> like, my server doesn't block anything. I can see them all. But uh, they're not as numerous as they once were. So the other egregious thing they did was blocking. So ActivityPub has a part of the spec right tells you what you should do with blocking and how blocking should be done in your implementation and basically what blocking is in that implementation is your implementation your server should hide the person you block from you and anything related to them and just just hide it so you do, it's like they don't exist anymore right uh whereas a mute you can still like see them if you seek it uh but otherwise you don't see them either so it's like a big mute right and Mastodon decided no no we should make it so we tell the other server that our person blocked them. And then for Mastodon, what they did immediately after doing this is like, oh, and let's code Mastodon in such a way where when someone on one Mastodon server blocks a person on another Mastodon server, the remote server where the person getting blocked is on will hide that profile from them Twitter style, right? They have to like log out to see them or go to the other person's fucking website because it's a different fucking website and see them that way. And uh, that's bad for many reasons. Not one, because it's not secure at all. There's nothing to care about that. And two, if you're actually being harassed by an actual stalker or a bad person, why would you want to notify them that you've blocked them? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, hey, abuser. I'm blocking you now. Please use another account. Oh, hi, volatile person who might explode and locate my house address and visit me, you know, halfway across the country. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Sorry, you're blocked. It's like, whereas if it was just a big mute, they wouldn't know that you've blocked them. They would just be shouting at the void. They might figure it out eventually. But like, it's a block. It's not an instance block. They could make an account on, uh, or whatever, on the instance you're on, or open up your instance in their web browser and try to find their account on their home server. And they would still see it because the instance didn't block them, right? So it would look like you're just being ignored. Yeah, exa- yeah perfect. Perfect example, yeah. They, they, I mean, a, a serious harasser probably has multiple accounts ready to go, but like, it's just telling them that you've blocked them means abandon this account, stalk me elsewhere, or adjust your strategy. Like, why would you notify them at all? That's a bad idea. That's a really bad idea. I think that that would be absolutely insane. <laughs> like- but they did it. And the Mastodon fanboys, the few people still using Mastodon that are super passionate about Mastodon or super passionate about calling everything that's not Mastodon bad people, right? 
There's quite a lot of that going on. They are super convinced that Mastodon's way of blocking things is good and everyone needs to do it. And if they're not doing it, you're a Nazi. Yeah, because that's how fanboys are. So someone, uh, specifically the person that let me Amazon hosting for when we use Plume, which that instance is gone, um, made a piece of code that what it does is, so if you have a Pluroma server, which Pluroma is what Shitposter Club's using, it's like the second most popular implementation for sure. But like, there's a lot more going on under the hood on that implementation. Like you can do more with it, right? It's more flexible. And so there was this module that this person made where when your server receives an incoming block activity, that's what they're called, right? That's when a- another server tells you, hey, my person X blocked your person Y, please respond, right? And um, basically, this what this module does is when that is detected, it DMs the person that got blocked, and it was like, "Hey, this person blocked you." Yeah. And then they take a screenshot, they post it, like, "Wow, look at this asshole! Yeah. <laughs> he fucking blocked me!" Right. And the reason this was created was to basically like get people to not do that because in Pleroma and other, I think in other implementations, you can turn that off where your server doesn't send blocks to people notifying your abuser that you're blocking them because that's what you should do is not tell them right and in pleroma you can configure this to do to the default is the mastodon way just to appease the mastodon crowd but like you can flip it so you don't tell your abuser that you're blocking them which is what should be the default and this module was just made to basically like encourage this to be the standard and many servers have picked it up many servers have stopped sending out block activities which is good however people on the mastodon side uh will say oh pleroma doesn't uh, honor blocks nazi software and it's like you daft piece of shit <laughs> like you're advocating for empowering the abuser but you're you're framing it as a if you don't do this you're a nazi but like what that's backwards i don't understand why you did this you must be against me i hate you that's why i think uh not devlogs but uh patch notes as it were that are interpersonal like, the dev is like, we did this, this is why we did this, not just, we did this, we did this, we did this, okay, bye, are important, but I think that showing someone blocked you for certain things, like, uh, for example, if you were on Twitter, and you were blocked by the President of the United States, which it is now deemed illegal for him to do that, it should do that, right? But I don't think it should be like, what a world we live in, though. The, it, it's, not, it's not his you personal know, account. It, but... It's the President of the United States account. He just happens to put his name on it because he's the person, right? So Right, and somebody else yeah. will get that account later. Isn't it a, the same account that like, yeah. Obama It might have all been purged yeah. out and whatever, but it's it's, yeah, it's the same POTUS, handle. You know, but... So it's the same mm-hmm. thing. So they, the, the Congress and everybody decided that, you know, that is a forward-facing public-facing thing and you cannot hide that from people and yada 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 but to to be able to have those kind of logs available to you like oh it seems this person you know the certain offices like public servants at a national level i would i would love that right because you know you we could get on there one day and it could say you know Hey Vic, Donald Trump blocked you, and you'd be like, "What the fuck?" And, or I'm like, "Hell or, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be so yeah. popular now. That's gonna be fuck my yes. fucking stream starter. Let's go!" Hell yeah, I got blocked by the president. Yeah, the, the same thing would happen 
if you know <laughs> I got on and it was like, hey, uh, Trudeau blocked you or fucking Angela Merkel or the Queen, it, that that would be the clout one. Hey, the Queen of England blocked you. Like, no, oh, if the Queen of England, I'm like, damn it, I can't be a knight. I anymore. would be pissed be about that, but I'd be like, yo, I'm I'm here. I'm the most controversial streamer of all time, evidently. <laughs> like, evidently. But yeah, so I I get why you know it might be advisable. But what I also didn't mention is there's also working reporting tools. If you report somebody using your website, your login, right? Like it tells your admin, it tells their admin, like that stuff's already there. You're telling that stuff's okay. You're telling their mom is essentially what it is. I guess it's like, because the expectation is that, you know, you report somebody and it's like, well, if they're doing something bad or illegal, their admin should know. Right. Um, but then if their admin doesn't do anything, then it's like, well, if they keep it up, you can, the admin can be like, well, if you're not going to do anything about it, I'm going to block your whole server. Cause you're just a den of scum and villainy. Right. Speaking of dens of scum and villainy. So this year had one of or last year had one of the most hilarious things that happened in the Fediverse space that is still the ramifications are still being dealt with today. So the consequences will never be the same. Ever heard of this wonderful right wing website known as Gab.com? I sure have, actually. You sure have. Did you know that they deleted their website? Uh, You know, somebody said that, but I didn't really believe them and didn't care enough to go look. So uh, yes, so I guess yes. They did. They they took all their investment and everything and said, we're not investing anymore and we're going to fork Mastodon. They did. Gab is now a Mastodon instance. That's such a weird... Like, why not both? What the fuck? Mast- Masto, Twitter without Nasties, Don is now a, a client or oh, a server software for Gab. <laughs> but like, why? That's so backwards. <laughs> It's just funny because it's like people on the Mastodon side shit on things that aren't Mastodon and call them Nazis and stuff because they're not Mastodon. Like, oh, if you weren't a Nazi, you would just use Mastodon. Why? What was the big deal? Yeah. It's like, but Gab uses Mastodon. So, so basically, the argument is is that well, they might be Nazis, but there are Nazis. No, I mean these this crowd of people uh, hate Gab too, and yeah. and Gab rebranded their fork of Mastodon to Gab Social. Um, so people on Mastodon will basically take a big breath of fresh air and say, that's not Mastodon, but they didn't really change anything. They just changed the branding and they added, um, they added the ability to make someone a pro user where you can insert your own payment method, like Stripe or PayPal or whatever. Right. And then the admin can basically mark your account as pro and basically turn features on and off for people who are and are not pro pro features are up to the admin of the gap social instance to decide like. Do I even want this at all? So it makes it really convenient for like old people, I guess, to make Fediverse communities where you can donate to your admin, right? So there are some Mastodon and Pluroma servers out there like, oh, donate to our Patreon to keep the lights on. Our instance cost me like 40 bucks a month, right? Or, or, or less, right? Because Mastodon's like really yeah. bloated and disgusting. Whereas Pluroma like will run on a $5 a month instance somewhere or like a raspberry pi uh, i was gonna say 40 bucks a month what the fuck are they running christ dude i used to that's what node bb cost me for really? did you know that holy fuck really that's why when we like, stopped using it i'm like i'm just gonna kill it yeah yeah <laughs> i had known I it was a huge expense it. that's fu- it adds that's up so dumb. fast that's too much yeah we didn't yeah. use it enough to justify that. Yeah, I mean, that's like when uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but when Wikipedia is like, we need like this many million dollars. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. What? What are you hosting this on? But then, you know, 
I, I've come to realize now that they just have so much on there. And they're not even just paying right. for their their version of the site. There's billions of different instances of Wikipedia that we can't find without specifically searching for. It's insane. And to think that it costs them millions of dollars to fucking host that shit. What the yeah. fuck? Anyways, besides point. So basically Gab and all of its, you know, dramatic wonders. So for those listeners, uh, for those listeners out there that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Gab is a scam site um, for conservative like Facebook boomers that grifts them of their money for free speech. Basically, the, the dude that runs it is like, oh, yeah, Facebook and Twitter are out to get you. They're they're coming after our Christian memes, brother. And uh, you should come to my website and give me some money. And uh, they raised a few million doing Holy that. Holy shit. And uh, their website is shit and a honeypot for the feds, I'm sure. I never thought about it. They're literally the right wing Anita Sarkeesian. <laughs> Pretty much. And No, 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 no. Hold on. The right wing Anita Sarkeesian is uh, <laughs> the, the thing with, no, with um, the... Alex Jones? I, mean, I can see that. He's not, he doesn't really like the one who debates funny, people with like a no, high school know, debate team level of skill, and then he's like, "Gotcha!" And there's all the memes, facts, and logic. That guy, he has a Ben Shapiro. Oh, Ben Shapiro, and he has uh, some other meme level people. And they started the Prager U guys. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my god. They started uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prager U. Sounds like it's a university somewhere, but it's just a fucking YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, they started yeah. some like wethepeople.com or some bullshit like that, and they po and they literally just make memes, and it's like if this, then why this checkmate Democrats? And they got them there with a, like a there's like four or five of them, and they're all they're always just in like a a whited background and they're standing there with a smug smile and those are the Anita Sarkeesian Anita Sarkeesian of the right wing because oh my god the people there are people who unironically share that and then there are people who oh, I know. change it and like meme the memes and it's hilarious but but Serge they said checkmate clearly yeah, they, they must be with their, they wouldn't with have their said facts it otherwise and logic. <laughs> nobody lies a, a, a smug headshot of Ben Shapiro is a custom emoji on Shitposter Club for the emoji Checkmate Liberal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Perfect. I <laughs> love it. I mean, love them or hate them. That meme is still yeah. glorious. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> but yeah, like, so, so Gab's a thing on the Fediverse now, and it came with so many different talking points of drama. I won't go over them all, but just, you know, as an example, like, when... They were first talking really seriously about making their fork before their first test server landed. Like everyone's like, oh, my God, add them to your block list now. And then um, they petitioned the, the the Mastodon guy. Hey, hard code a block for Gab in your software. He said, no, I'm not going to hard code any blocks. You block it yourself. <laughs> Fuck you. That's weird. Yeah. That was actually like a really reasonable thing to say, like coming from him. Like I would have expected him to do it. And nobody was mad at him for that. That's important for my next point. Well, that's actually surprising, but yeah. They asked all the app developers for, because, you know, it's all standardized, right? So anyone can make an app for this thing because they just have to implement the Mastodon API, which Pluroma and a few others also use. So the apps are all compatible with all the servers, which is super convenient, by the way. Um, that's the reason why I post as much as I do, because the, the apps on the cell phone are so fucking good. Like, I'm always connected. So yeah, I don't even use Twitter's mobile app because I can't be fucked. It's just 
It's garbage. Uh, there used to be a, there used to be a really good one. I think it was called. Oh fuck! I'm gonna I'm gonna get this wrong. I think it was called Tweet yeah. Deck. Tweet Deck or something like that. No, it's they, they bought Tweet Deck. It just deleted. Now. Yeah. Oh oh. Twitter bought it now. Like TweetDeck.twitter.com is Tweet Deck. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to look back into that. Then I thought it was gone, and then it get like deleted from the internet. Mastodon actually ripped off uh, its user interface from Tweet Deck. That's the default. Interesting. Well, shit. Well, they picked a good one yeah. to rip off at least. Well, and what's funny is that um, it some people who you know were woke to Mastodon's bullshit, but were on Mastodon servers. One of the things that helped them jump ship to Pluroma servers is that Pluroma implements mastodon's ui like it's a button you click on the sidebar to go from the paroma default to the mastodon one like it's that easy you don't have to be without it that is <laughs> fantastic yeah so the, the whole user experience thing is not even an argument for switching so which is great but my point was is that they went after the app developers and most of them complied they put in a hard block for gab.com one of them even rickrolls you if you try to log into gab.com with their app um which is petty but kind of funny but uh one of them uh, basically did it reluctantly. And it's the best one too, the best app. They did it reluctantly. And they're like, because the argument was, hey, if you don't do this, Google's going to ban you from their app store because Gab's banned on Google. And then this dude fucking called up Google and asked them for a ruling on this. And they said, um, we understand, uh, just don't have any Gab branding. Don't have it as a default anywhere. Don't advertise for it in any way in your app. And we don't care. You're not going to get removed. And then oh. they removed the block. Because he's like, this is a slippery slope. If I have a block list on my app, you're going to ask me to add more things to it. So I'm just going to remove its feature. Also, he doesn't want the feds to do it. But it's too late now because he had it blocked first. So they know that he can do it. So, I mean, he's not protected yeah. from the feds. But he was like, I can't in good conscience leave this because this is a slippery slope. And it was super reasonable. And everybody on the Mastodon side is just calling him a Nazi. They're like, hey, if you use Fetty Lab, you're a Nazi. Please consider switching if you're not. And they they just shit on him all the time, but it's like objectively way better than all the other apps, <laughs> which is sad. Speaking of Twitter and everything, though, because if Twitter tried to integrate these like this system, how long do you think it would be until it was just Twitter too? I think what would happen is imagine they make some open standard. Let's say they don't adopt ActivityPub, which is fine. ActivityPub has problems. It's not perfect, right? Well, they'll probably make their own realistically. They probably will. And if it's good, then Pleroma and Mastodon will probably implement it as well. Because remember, Mastodon started as an O-status software and it moved to ActivityPub. Pleroma started as a front end for GNU Social, just the UI. And then the dude that made it was like, I want to make a server too. And it was ActivityPub only from the beginning, which is partly why it's so much better, like feature-wise and uh, efficiency-wise, because, you know, th there's way less tech debt involved. But, you know, it's got other problems. I I um, am no expert on that, and I don't contribute to that project, so I probably shouldn't even comment on its efficiency. It's just, it's understood that it's just more efficient. I don't actually know why. It, probably the language they picked is better. Less lines of code. <laughs> maybe uh that doesn't necessarily make it look faster, i've but... seen all the hollywood movies if you can do a million things in one line of code you're the best hacker man ever okay i remember there was an episode of ncis the dude walks in and he's like holds up a power supply he's like i got the hard drive oh yeah. jesus god damn it That's that actually so happened <laughs> he's holding it by the power cord too <laughs> or like the little tentacles that come off the power oh, supply no. but anyway <laughs> um so let's say Twitter makes their thing. And then what will probably happen is the U.S. government will make like social.whitehouse.gov 
and that will be their little Twitter thing. And then POTUS and Soctus, whatever the fuck, they will all be there instead of on Twitter, right? Um, they'll probably migrate so they can be under their own control. Yeah. Um, and then people like influencers will probably set up their own and invite their fans to be on there so that they're, you know, the, the influencer that they stand can be their admin too. That's already happened on the Fediverse a couple times. Like, uh, there's this one guy that joined and they're gone now, but like he brought in like a couple hundred Twitter fans that he was like, I made a website. I don't know what I'm doing. And it was fun for a bit. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Like, so that will probably happen. Because there's a lot of appeal to, you know, not being your own admin or having an admin you trust that isn't fucking Twitter, right? Uh, and then I imagine uh, Twitter will probably purge all of its right-wing content and they will all make their own instances uh, of their, you know, Twitter 2.0. And then that might turn into an echo chamber. I don't think it will because right-wing people love to argue. So they'll probably not block anybody and in try to like basically bother people whereas the left-wing people are really quick to block people and they'll probably block those guys out and become an echo chamber i suspect it would go that way just from what i've observed already in the fediverse is that you know people that are super left-wing are really quick to do the blocking whereas people who are either legitimately right-wing or they don't give a shit don't it's basically people who are comfortable with their opinions won't and to be fair i I know tons of left-wing people that are like totally chill with their own opinions and other people's opinions as well but they also don't need a website dedicated to their opinions to safeguard True. them. So they probably wouldn't even land on those servers. They'd probably stay on regular Twitter or a general instance, like one for video games or something. I consider myself, I get, well, I, I would consider myself as like a classical libertarian with left-leaning tendencies. But in this day and age, I'm a fucking evil liberal and it, there's no fucking difference, right? Like, it blows my mind how how people on both sides are like that. But either way, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a very broad spectrum, I guess. But I'm in a weird, like I'm an independent. First of all, like I'm gonna vote independently. You're saying you're gonna vote blue, but you probably wouldn't pass their purity tests. Uh, for for the for the super duper Democrat people, may probably not. But like, but you're voting for the same people anyway. It's just you they wouldn't want to be your friend. I'm a <laughs> I'm a fan of Bernie, but I'm not like I'm sure I, I know for a fact that there's other people who are a fan of Bernie who agree with every single thing. And there's some things I think that maybe he's on the right track with, but he's not correct about. Like with what he's saying he's going to do. Yeah. But I I agree that maybe those do need to be done, but just not in that way because it's too harsh and so on and so forth. And I am speaking about all this because when I block people, if I ever do, which is rare, I normally just fuck off and ignore it, is because it's a waste of time. It's like, why are you arguing something? Because there are, it typically is the right wing people. And they'll just argue and argue. And you can be like, here are hard fucking facts, dude. Like, here's a Wikipedia page. Here's a thousand reports. Here's a report from this website, this website. You know, here are facts. Like, that the stars in the sky exist type shit. And they'll be like, nope. And it's like, okay, you're... I don't want to read Literally your article. Just, you cherry picked it. Yeah. Uh, and it's Sorry, like, yeah. I put, I put 12 of them up there. Like 
Doesn't fucking matter. Your friends Google wrote the those. shit yourself. Yeah, Google the shit for you. It's 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 from uh, not Fox News, so it's fake news. Like no, you, you, you fucking just you're a waste of time. I'm going to move on, and you've already done something or said something to me that shows that you're going to be fucking a problem in my life or obnoxious enough, and I just don't want to ever see you again. So you're getting blocked, and most of the time it will be like there's a minor disagreement, and then they'll bring up something that I said like eight months ago on an account, like it, typically on Reddit. And it's like, you went through, like, I would understand a week ago because I make posts very infrequently, but like eight months ago, I go on sprees where I post a lot. So eight months ago is fucking hundreds of posts. I just delete like, all my old posts. <laughs> Yeah, it's like so many posts back that you're going to fucking find something to try and be like, and it's like, dude, you're a fucking creepy stalker person. Like, on the internet, you might try to come and murder me. And it's not that I don't have the means to protect myself. I just don't want to deal with that shit. I mean, you shouldn't have to. It, it, the point of the fact is that you shouldn't have to ever worry or, like, think about people that go, like, ten whole years back on people's histories on, like, celebrities histories is like man how obsessed you gotta be fucking creepy or on facebook i have a picture up on facebook where i'm like making a face i can't tell you how many times people have gone on there downloaded my picture posted it in the comment and instead of leaving a comment with my picture in it they post the picture as a comment itself and then they post under it not even replying to it because they don't know how to use facebook and they're like coming from this guy and it's like i'm making a face like not even a super like goofy silly face so what is they your outed point themselves pretty hard there yeah it's like i told you that killing black people in a fucking bedsheet is wrong and your answer is i'm gonna download your picture and i know your ass didn't fucking delete that that's now forever on your hard drive with all the kitty porn or whatever else is on there i don't want to be associated with that i'm hitting the block button you're gonna get phoned up and you're like are, are you 12 no i'm not 12 and like oh well we found your picture amongst some you know what you don't want to know and then just click yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh, like i'm 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 wiping my hands clean of this shit. I'm going away. I don't want to deal with you because your argument process was in the face of adversity. You had nothing. So you tried to attack me in some way. And it's like, you can't even stand by your quote unquote truth. And I can't respect a single soul who can't stand by their truth. If fucking tomorrow you know somebody decided we're taking all the kkk members and we're putting them in the fucking into africa like the unpopulated tribal ass africa and they and they speaking of africa for those listeners at home that are wondering what how does what does sarge look like that makes people want to like take his picture and be like from this guy he kind of looks like the dude from diant word but american <laughs> i don't look like that but <laughs> Um, not at all. Yes, <laughs> I mean, hey, man, Diane Ward's pretty popular. And They're popular, it. but that is not what I look like. I look much more like Quasimodo. Thank you very much. And, <laughs> but like, I will respect the people who are like super fucking racist 
and you take them and you put them where they have to like live and work with for survival the people that they are racist against and they're still like fuck these people fuck them to their very core i am better than them i'll respect you because for such i won't respect you i'll respect your opinion you're fucking wrong and you're a horrible human being but i will respect you because you are living your truth and to you that is the truth you're wrong you know and if the truth is incorrect in any facet it's an issue but maybe you'll learn you know what i mean like you 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 could grow but when you just can't like you you can't stand by what you say is what i guess i'm saying you know if you can't stand by what you say then you don't mean what you say and if you don't mean what you say you're saying it strictly because you're devoid of anything you have no personality you or something you know what i mean like you're maybe you're just saying it to be edgy and to some people here than a victim they believe that to be like the emo people but i i see that to be like you know counterculture i'm counterculture because i like donald trump like no you're not fucking counterculture because you say you like donald trump you don't really like donald trump you're just saying that to be like i'm different and it makes me better you're being yeah. a contrarian asshole and, and there's, there's no one likes out you. there too like in our cage a good example is just like if i were to ever like a, a uh express an opinion which i would never do because i don't really give a shit enough to fuck that but like if <laughs> i were to express an opinion it, i could see like if i were to express one opinion then express the opposite opinion the next day i could see the exact same people going against it just because they know that it might give them or get a rise out of me it, it's essential to get you trolling it's it's whatever i mean if that's what, if that's how they have their fun honestly people shouldn't be expressing their opinions in a it's such a weird like space anyways but like exactly I guess the point. And that's my problem with the left, is there are people who will one day be like, fucking, we need abortions because of these reasons. And then the next day, they'll totally contradict themselves. Like, it, abortion is a bad one. But they'll, they'll say one thing, and then the next day, they'll completely contradict themselves. But they will fight fucking tooth and nail, day one and two, about those opinions. And it's like, alright, if... I'm unsure of something and I'm sharing an opinion like that. First of all, I'm going to share it knowing that I might learn something. And the next day, I might have a different opinion because I've learned something. I'm not going to fight it tooth and nail unless I can back it up. And if somebody, if I'm like two plus two is four and somebody says, no, it's fucking not. And I say, here's evidence here's to back me up. Prove you wrong. Yeah, right. here's, well, I don't know why he was writing articles on that, but you know. Yeah, here's here's evidence to back me up. And they come back and they go, well, actually, you know, here's evidence to back my point up. I might, I'll be like, oh, okay. But what tends to happen is they'll say, you're wrong. I say, here's evidence to back me up. And then they're like, well, you look like Quasimodo. Bitch, I know. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck. I never thought about it. I should have looked in a mirror. Dude, thanks for telling me. Yeah, two plus two is still four, you cunt. Like, it changes everything. Now I gotta go ring a bell <laughs> to let people know what time it is. Jesus. Like, shit like that pisses me off. Speaking of fucking people who just piss everybody off, and to kind of digress, uh, we're all gonna fucking die. What, are you, you worried we're getting drafted? 
<laughs> We're going so, to be nuked or some shit. Probably not about that, but people will die. So it's the currently the 5th of January. Tomorrow. Uh, a lot will change between now and <laughs> next week when I finish the editing. Uh, so we can't really say so much because it's like whoever's going to listen to this uh, a week from now. If we didn't get, you know, nuked off the or, face of the uh, earth. Hold on. Hold on. You're you're downselling us. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this whenever, even if we did get nuked off the face of the earth, first of all, welcome. This is a podcast. These are things people did because they're stupid. Second, <laughs> secondly, <laughs> please don't fucking eat radroach meat. Continue. Right. So it's currently the 5th of January. 2020. 2020. Uh, when this goes up, it'll probably be a week from today. Uh, by the time I'm done editing it, because I just, I have to work. So huh, I'll get to it when I can. We, we record every two weeks and then I edit on the off weeks. There so. are also children. I do have two kids. So, and I don't know how much of this you know, victim, since you're not American, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Canadian. Uh, so accounts in America. everyone who's listening to this will probably know more than we do because it's a week from now and this is a very developing story. So let's start backwards. So obviously we're talking about threat of impending war with Iran. So uh, most recently um, tensions are high. What's the most recent update? I believe Iran passed a draft or is Iraq one or the other. They passed a draft of a bill that says, hey, America needs to formally leave our country. We don't need your your foreign aid anymore. In, in soldiers to fight ISIS. This is in response to the uh, assassination of a some general guy who was on the terror list, um, which was in retaliation to a bunch of protests at the Baghdad embassy, which involved taking hostages and the deaths of a couple Americans, which was a no-no. You can't just attack an embassy. One thing I got to talk about, someone was talking about the what, the what they were protesters that went into the embassy or some shit yeah they like took but hostages like, or some shit at that point they're no longer protesters right like we we all agree that that's that's the definition of a riot right right and that dude they killed was like in charge of them i guess so, i don't really know I, I, i've seen people on twitter like bitching and complaining and getting really mad they're like oh yes we can call them protesters like no we have these definitions in place to determine whether or not someone is being reasonable with their opinion and whether they're being unreasonable with their opinion. Rioters being, you know, the latter. They're very unreasonable with their opinion. People got hurt, I assume. Or there was threat of violence. Things were broken. Vandalism, what have you. That's not protesting anymore. You are not proving a point. You're just being a dickhead. Anyway, sorry. No, no. And so the reason why I explain it backwards, because it's the 5th of January. The people listening to this are going to know more than we do, right? But basically, where we're at right now, is there was some back and forth retaliation of, of an escalating retaliation. Uh, it's all done on the U.S.'s behalf thanks to a loophole where we've stationed troops in the Middle East to kill terrorists. That dude is on the terrorist list. He was in charge of the people that took those hostages. That's a technicality. That's some bullshit, right? Probably shouldn't have done that. But, you know, technicality, because the Congress has to approve if we go to war or not. The House of Representatives is blue controlled, and it they probably would never vote to go to war unless... Iran, in response to the most recent stuff that's happened, pull some more shit, right? Uh, and so the most recent update we have right now is that Iraq is has drafted a bill, they have not voted on it yet, that will say, hey, the US needs to leave the country. And then Trump in response said, and this is promising news, Trump said in response, oh, if they force us out, we will put sanctions on them. He didn't say kill them, sanctions, like economic, right? Like implying that they would actually leave 
if they're told to leave by the government, not by the terrorists. Because of technicality reasons, they are treated separately. But if the countries formally say, hey, please leave. We're, that wouldn't we're look good. good on him, would it? Um, I mean, it would be a good idea. Well, yes. But I, don't, I, I wonder, uh, like, a people in his camp, I mean. That would look good on him, but knowing his character, I feel like what he would do is say, yeah, we'll leave. And then he'll, like, start leaving, or he or will, we will pull it. out. No, or we will pull out, and then he'll be like, but, uh, yeah, sanctions? No, and then he'll do something fucking brash and stupid, and uh, he, I, I, I personally think that he's doing exactly what he himself accused Barack Obama of doing. I mean, he already has, Obama, technically, right? A thousand times over. Oh, <laughs> but he accused Barack Obama, at, or he stated that Obama's gonna try to start a war with Iran to get reelected. Hmm, what what what's gonna happen here coming this year? Uh twenty twenty. Uh when was Trump put in? Twenty twenty sixteen? How long's the US president term? Right. Four years? Oh Four shit. Years. And all of a sudden No. It couldn't be. What else what else has Trump said Obama did? Uh he said he coughed a lot. He said he coughed more than anybody ever. <laughs> what does Trump do a lot? Cough. Oh shit. Did he he also said, "Hey Obama, why are you out there campaigning all the time?" Except Obama only did that like sometimes. But what does what does Trump do? Oh shit, Trump holds rallies like every week. You you see like it, there's a level of hypocrisy here that I'm fucking afraid of. You know what I mean? See, I got I got a perfect like I got a perfect way of, of telling whether or not a political leader or even a celebrity or someone big, you know, someone with, with a lot of uh, notoriety, a perfect way to tell if they're really worth, you know, where they are or, or being listened to or being treated um, in a positive light. Um, it's if when they are put on a comedy show, talk show or whatnot, if they can actually hold their own. Um, that is, so that includes people like Justin Bieber, Barack Obama. And recently, um, what's his face there, Bernie Sanders? I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Trump on anything uh, uh, comedy related. Uh, he needs to get up there, and he needs to prove whether I can, <laughs> whether I can. Uh... If you can't get shit on, like I, I get what you're saying. Like if you can't make fun of yourself, I'm not trustworthy of you. Basically, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm half joking, but like Barack Obama. No, no, is I, I get what you're saying. And yeah, I, I think. Uh, I I think Trump's already showed his hand on that one, right? I think this was a bad move in general. Like, I get the whole, you know, this is probably a move to keep elected, you know, being the whole wartime president thing. But I actually think that his chances of re-election previously were pretty good. I think this was actually a step in the wrong direction for him. No, I think this empowers his base. It may his base, but his base is dwindling, isn't it? Um, His base are the people that he was talking about when he said, I could go out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and get more popular. His base are the rabid fanboys who he literally... His base is R. The Donald, who literally call him Mm -hmm. Geotis, as in God Emperor of the United States, which in itself is a treasonous term and also... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like no, they 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 also say they're patriots. Okay, so that's like first of all the most not patriotic thing, and they also tend to say that they're Christian, which is heresy. So they're committing right. <laughs> two of the worst things 
for what they self-describe as. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they do it ironically. I mean, it's a reference to Warhammer, which is a reference to Dune, but that's besides the point. It's just a I meme. I think they started like, it ironically, but there's like a solid amount of them who like I meme magic is real, man. Uh but anyways, victim. So <laughs> another another problem with with the whole ha- Trump having a base, right? Is that um uh his opponents uh, in 2016 did not have their shit together and there are a lot of people who didn't really have affiliation one way or another that were ready to gamble on the crazy person uh then just suffer for four more years of the same bullshit also his base tends to be middle-aged middle class or higher both age and or class and that affords them the ability to just go and vote whereas his opponent's base tend to be younger people who when it's time to vote have to be working type shit or they're just lazy fucks like who knows it's a bit of both uh also i mean if if they nominate biden or warren it's probably over Over. it's over right then and there yeah like like nobody just like with hillary awful yeah Mm -hmm. like they need it they need to put in either bernie or yang and i would prefer yang uh personally yang gang 2020 right you know that's just me i feel like meme magic has worked on you but okay yeah, uh, so we might die, everybody. If we do, that sucks. Uh, this is our last episode. If it's not, well, we're going out. Well, if it is, we're going out with a bang because we're going to get into games, the Game Awards, right now. And if it's not, then, hey, in two weeks, we'll talk about other games. Yeah. So <sighs> we've been going for a bit now, and I think we're going to record for another hour. So, I mean, it's going to be good. Sit tight. So. Well, maybe not a whole hour. We'll see. But so the Game Awards. Victim forgot to watch the VOD and Sarge missed it. What the fuck, Oops. guys? <laughs> I I watched the highlights and the lowlights. I saw a few good things. And honestly, the break with everything that's been going on, I've forgotten a lot of it. You, however, you watched it live. So I saw it fucking live. So you got to hear a lot of cool stuff. I was also... I had to sit through Green Day in 2019. I... Deserve an award. <laughs> Live Green Day. What? Green Day. Green Day used to be great. <laughs> make Green Day. I just make Green Day great used again. To be great. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was many announcements and uh, some some victories won. And um, victim didn't watch the VOD, so I guess I'll recap for everybody. So Sekiro Game of the Year out of left field, maybe not. It depends if you played it or seen it. Well, I mean, all the other nominations were, like, new games. Yeah. Also, uh, upsetting everyone, what wasn't nominated for Game of the Year, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. What the fuck, guys? Like, it's funny, because right before they did the Game of the Year, they did, like, a poll, uh, like, a, a tournament round poll throughout the show of, you know, who what would be Game of the Year if you could, like, nominate your own game. Fire Emblem and, 1. And, uh... Fire Emblem 1 and a landslide. Yeah. Which is just, um, I guess, an okay boomer moment in the TGA staff, I guess. Um, so, Fire Emblem was probably the real game of the year. Let's be real. But I don't know. I think of Sekiro. I think if Sekiro and Fire Emblem legitimately went head to head, it would be. I, I, I haven't played Fire Emblem. I've watched Vic play a little bit of it. But I, I think they're you know pretty they they both have extremely good pros to the 
minor cons yeah, that they so, have. You know what I mean? I mean, they're two different games, uh, so it's hard to like compare the two. But if I had to pick a game from this year, I'd have a really hard time choosing between the two. And that's only because in terms of games, I actually have a, a pretty uh, long remembrance or rem- memory. Jesus, I uh, comprehension. comprehension. Um, when it, when it comes to these kinds of things. And I know that, you know, the, the gaming market as a whole does not. Uh, if a game is released in the first three months or the last three months of the year for, for awards, they generally have a thousand times better chance. It could be the world's shittiest game versus the world's best game, and it still has a better chance. So the fact that Sekiro won is interesting to me. It, that That's amazing. But I was, I was ready for Fire Emblem to be nominated and win as well. I... I think Sekiro's winning is speaking to the roots of the Game Awards because they came from like the OGs of G4 and stuff before all it did was run like cops and stuff, you know, like the the hosts and everything. I think they're actually owned by actually, those people, were they not? Um, we talked about this in a previous episode that you weren't on, but I'm pretty sure it came from the Spike yeah, that's, Awards. Yeah, that that's which, my understanding. Yeah, didn't the Spike Awards stem from the g4 people no as well it's always no, been the same there are two different I things his name. it's like jeff i thought Keely or something i might be wrong yeah yeah he was on he was on like attack of the show in g4 I, no 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 no, That's no you're guy. thinking of another guy yeah. no dude i swear to god jeff Keeley was yeah he was the ign guy yeah was he are you i uh, are you sure you're not thinking of, are you not confusing him with kevin Brown? Do not think I'm confusing him with Kevin Pereira. I'm pretty sure he... Maybe he was on one of the show, but I feel like he was, at some point, one of the G4 people. I Every time I so. see his face, he's right there next to uh, Adam. What's his name? Maybe his name's not Adam. Adam. Uh, the Yeah, okay, it is Adam. Yeah, like, those two go hand mm, in hand. No, like, in my mind. I forget her name. Uh, her, his co-host... Morgan Webb. Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I put I put Morgan Webb with uh Kevin Pereira. No. No, you're thinking of Lillian Munn. Yeah, you you've got that like spun around. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the two different shows, you're right. But they were back to back. Yeah, they had they, they were back to back. Yeah, yeah. They played that one they played the games. Yeah, yeah. We but, didn't know how good we had it Jack, back in the cable days. Yeah, really? Oh, those were so that was such a good time, dude. I watched that so I much. I mean, Adam's a bit of a dumbass now, but aside from that, yeah. Clipmakers, I don't know, I don't pay attention, but I, I swear Jeff Keighley was on there. Maybe maybe it was during the Spike Awards thing, and it was like a press run type deal. The, yeah, they may have maybe. run the show on G4, I, know, I don't know. I know but... that, yeah, I know that Kevin Pereira and them all at least hosted and like, or were big. Like, they had prominent roles in production port, not towards the show itself but they had prominent roles in production around it at least and that might be it i might have just been watching a lot of g4 perhaps but i but i swear that he had a point anyway, I, anyway. it shows the root of the gamer the true gamer mm. type thing because if you know the oscars like victim said the, the last three months the it, people are just gonna vote on that they're just gonna be like oh you know the award bait is what I would call I'm it. I'm still like gonna super upset with that. That Astral Chain did not win any awards. Hashtag A Cab, all cops are babes. What the fuck, man? Like that game deserved an award. Like it was so good. <laughs> I'm in that game and I agree. So um welcome to the Melomancy Game Awards show where we talk about 
how much better we are than Jeff Keeley. <laughs> so yeah, fuck you, that guy. Let's fucking talk about awards then. So guys, I have a question for the two of you. It doesn't have to be a game released this year. What was the best game you played this year? Best game I played this year. You first, Sarge. Tell me. Hmm. I played a whole lot of them. I have been getting real big into roguelites and roguelikes recently. Um, it all really depends, like, uh, the mood I'm in. But I think I can always just go back and mess with Risk of Rain 2. That game is so fun. Yeah, it's different every time. I love games with replayability. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best game I played, but it's the one that stands out the most because you can always just mess around with it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. So, Victim, what's the best game you played this year? So I'm going to exclude Sekiro and, and Fire Emblem Three Houses because that's that's too easy of an answer, which I'll, I'll guess I can go over that. Like Sekiro, you know, I'm a huge Dark Souls fanboy. It was obvious I was going to play it. It was obvious I was going to like it. It, it could have even probably been a bad game, and I probably still would have liked it. Three Houses was a surprise. Um, my, my stream viewers were like, you got to play this game when it comes out. And uh, watching all the trailers from, fuck, was it E3 when they were, I don't know, whenever they announced it, um, it was like, yeah, I, I kind of want to play this game. This looks amazing. Uh, lo and behold, it, it, it was pretty fucking amazing. So those are pretty good games this year. But I would say, like, if I had to pick, like, any game that I played this year, probably Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 2. Oh, yeah. Specifically, I guess. Mad respect. It was, it was a fun game. Uh, how many games do you dump, like, 100 plus hours in and not ever really be bored with it? And I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of times in games where I lie to myself. I, I, I'll, even, I'll even out myself right now. I'm playing Breath of the Wild on stream right now because I've always wanted to play it. The tutorial was monotonous. It was super boring. It was super easy. But I still told everyone, like, I'm having fun with this. I wasn't having fun with it. I know I will have fun with it. I know what's to come, and I know I'll enjoy it a lot. So I'm going to continue to play it. It's not the game's fault. Tutorials, not my thing. <laughs> I kind of hate them. So there's that. I think my game, my my the favorite game of my, the year for me, actually, was Borderlands 3. I'm a huge Borderlands fanboy. Let's hear it. We've been waiting for you to talk about Borderlands 3 for episodes. You don't show up. <laughs> and... <laughs> In in complete fairness, there was there's a lot of people who just heard that and are angry. Dylan being one of them, because it's on Epic. But man, I fucking love it. again. It's the replayability and being able to just sit down and play it for a little bit if you want to, and fuck off or just just play it in general. Hey man, as soon as Epic releases a compatible Linux version of their store, I will gladly install it. It's it's just mindless fun, and if you don't want it to be mindless fun, you can like min-max stuff and really just destroy people, or you can... It, it's just a good time. There's some gripes, I guess, everybody could have with, you know, maybe the writing, but it's not like Game of Thrones final season level you know just just live with it it's some people really hated the new tiny tina thing uh i personally hate the new voice of claptrap but you know what i'll fucking live with it it's a fun game it exists the replayability is immense there's good content coming out whether you, you like the 
people at the top or not. It's just a fun game, and I think it's, as the pioneer of looter shooters, much better than Destiny 2, which I have been dabbling in. It's a lot prettier in the sense of... I, I intend to go back to Destiny 2. I, I tried it out. It's fun. I do like it. I just, um, I wasn't ready to pay for it. And the, the, the free content that yeah. is, is not enough. Yeah. Evens. I, I definitely, I can decide, I, I typically can decide when I'd want to pay for something with like, once I get a good grasp on the control, like not quite the tutorial, but I would call it my tutorial. Like, you know, you get through the first couple missions of a game or something. Mm -hmm. And if it's in free, but has a paid option, I can decide. And I don't think I would pay for anything for it right now. I don't, or if I wanted a more RPG style thing, I would go play Guild Wars or maybe mm. I wanted more action Path of Exile. There's a million other things that I think just tickle that bone in me better. Mm -hmm. All right, my turn. So I've been saving up to buy a house, so I haven't really played a whole lot of new games. Like I've played a few, but I can probably count them on one hand, right? And there's a few games that I just keep coming back to. I played a lot of. I'd prefer to highlight a new game. And I think the best game I played this year, I was in fact playing earlier today. Uh, it's going to be Damon X Machina. Definitely. Armored Core on the Switch. Amazing. Oh my god. This game is perfect. Like, if you liked Armored Core, you will like Damon X Machina. If you didn't like Armored Core, don't bother. You won't like this either. <laughs> oh. It has all the same problems and all the same quirks. But just like how Armored Core tells its story in an unorthodox and weird way, so does Damon X Machina. And you could ignore the story, just like Armored Core, and just be, you know, the soulless mercenary that just takes every mission on the table. We have talked and about this. We have. They added a lot of stuff since I last played. I played it today, wanting to try it out. They added, um, and Victim, when you eventually get this game, tell me, because we can do this together. They added a procedurally generated mode where there's like a tile set that's like underground base. They they made it, instead of being static, they made a procedural generated couple of missions that are endgame of that tile set. And uh, I was playing it solo, like I always do. And uh, I beat the first one, which is the small version. And then at the end of it, there was like this really strong like enemy that I, you had to beat. And I was like, oh, he was tough. But I, I, I brought out my taser and my fucking great sword. And I just like stunned him and took his head off. Right. It was fine. And then I do the longer one. I eventually make it to the end. And I'm like, oh, I made it to the boss room. And it's like, it's that same guy, but there's like three of them. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. I died. <laughs> that you had trouble before, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome back. I just need to adjust my strategy, like maybe take the laser cannon off because I have like so in Armored Core, you have two shoulder weapons, two hands, right? In this game, you have two hands and a shoulder weapon, but you have these pylons on your back that you can swap out what's in your hand with what's on your shoulders on the fly. So you basically have five weapons, right? Okay. But you only have two weapons in your hands at a time with two backups. And then you have your shoulder weapon, which is either a missile launcher or like grenade launcher or what have you. And I have this big like fuck off laser cannon I used to kill bosses with because it shoots out like five lasers and they like randomly move. So you can't, it's like a shotgun blast. You, if you're close, all five or whatever lasers hit and it just melts their health bar. But when you're fighting an enemy the same size as you or smaller, it's like useless. But the game kept throwing surprise giant enemies at me towards the end. So I just kept it on. Like, this is what I use to kill the big things. <laughs> and uh, what I needed was like, I don't know, missiles. 
would have been helpful. But that's okay. I have a pretty ball in AC. They're not called ACs. They're called Arsenals, of course. They just released Witcher 3 skins oh, for fuck. no reason, for free. So you can be Geralt or Siri. <laughs> in case you ever wanted to be Geralt with cybernetic enhancements, uh, now you can. I'm not talking shit. I'm serious. I'm going to Google it right now and tell you. Like, no, yeah, I, I believe you. Look at it. Oh, that's pretty good, too. It's the Damon X Machina editor, and it's like free DLC. If you're a female, you can play Siri, and if you're a male, you can play as Daryl. You, you can get his hair, his facial, See, that's, and his body That's bodysuit. so good, because in, uh, what's the fucking called there, in uh, Monster Hunter, the fucking, the, the girl you play mm-hmm. as, or anything, you can even eventually get the skin. It, it's just not that good. And it's because the engine wasn't meant to look like that, but it just, it was good effort, but it, it, it did not mesh well. It did not uh, I don't know what word I want to use. Vibe. They didn't vibe well. <laughs> and it's weird because it's like, that's what you figure it would vibe with the best. Like, uh, the Witcher is, is like, he hunts monsters. Put him in Monster Hunter. But, you know, he hunts like weird, like Eldritch Abomination-y monsters. You fight dragons, right? So it's not quite the same. Well, the thing is, they would have to, they would have to use their art style and put him in. And then people might be like, ooh, that's a mm-hmm. little uncanny valley for me. You know, it might be like a little weird. That, right. that is essentially what the Monster Hunter looked like, yeah. Like when they added the boss <laughs> and naked snake skins to uh, Monster Hunter, what was it, Freedom Unite? Yep. <laughs> Those didn't fit either. But no, like, Monster Hunter is no stranger to cameos. But this is weird because this is the only crossover in Damon X Machina. And it seems out of left field. It's like it's a game about killing AIs in a future where the moon blew up and caused all kinds of chaos, right? Like, well, he is immortal. I, I guess technically, but in some fashion, like, hundreds. No, of I think years he, old. he would eventually. I think he's just really able to live really, really long. Yeah, that, I might be. Because like, I think you're right on that. Know, and this maybe is a minor spoiler. So minor spoiler warning. Geralt in like the games is like eighty. Yennefer is like a hundred and something. She's actually older than Geralt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, spoiler, the Netflix Witcher show is fucking amazing. Go Absolutely watch it. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. The casting director, the director himself, the actors. People have it's been all really bitching good. and moaning. And I know that people bitch and moan about this. Like, the, the creepy weirdo people. Uh, I'm, I apologize if you have a legitimate claim to this. I, I'm, I just haven't seen any of these legitimate claims. But a lot of people really hated on Yennefer's casting and uh, Triss's casting. Even though... I, th- I think that both the casting they did actually fits the book descriptions like way better than the games did. Don't get me wrong. I think the games did a wonderful job, too. There's a, a couple different ways you can interpret like the hair color of Triss, for instance, and shit like that. I thought I thought mm-hmm. it did. I think they I, did I felt like it should be more red. Yeah. It doesn't help that every fucking contrarian YouTuber that cherry picks on the Witcher Netflix series, like they'll show a picture of that actress with her natural hair color, which is black and be like, oh, this is Triss, guys. <laughs> like, did you yeah. watch the show? They change her fucking hair color for the show. It's not as bad as the picture but, on your fucking YouTube video. Uh, that, that hurts my fucking soul because Henry Cavill, bless his soul, he's probably one of the best like actors they could have gotten. No, sorry, I'm going to take that back. He is the best actor they could have gotten. Um, I'll get into that in a moment. But he fucking dyed his hair white. So wouldn't they have the exact same thing to like bitch about with him? It, his hair isn't naturally even white. Even if he dyed his hair white, like he's still wearing a wig. And I kind of hate it. No, I'm pretty sure he's not wearing a wig at all. There, it is 100% there, his real there hair. There are points where there's, it's definitely a wig. And it 
it throws me I don't off know. I was watching bit. an interview and they said that he went out and dyed his hair white Maybe he has a wig and he his hair is also white, so there was no like. Maybe it's hair extensions, or that could have been what it is too. I don't and know. Maybe it, he didn't grow out his hair. He it, just died. Yeah, and his hairline in some points, it's like, yeah, it doesn't look natural at all, and to it be looks fair, super though, weird. I mean, like the budget for this had to have been like at least somewhat low in comparison to other things, because I don't want to like shit on the show too much, but the only one gripe I really had is that the CGI just looked really dated. It did not look movie quality which is what i would assume something that netflix is putting really putting money behind would fix in titan you know like i felt like that was the only thing i didn't like i i think i understand what you're saying i think that with netflix pioneering a new series or pushing a new series pioneering is probably not the right word pushing out a new series their season one is always kind of like a a foot in the water it's kind of like a pilot i mean the next season is confirmed now, and yeah. it's going to be 2021. So, Fuck me. So I imagine yeah. they'll up their game. Like, if you looked at Stranger Things, the reason Stranger Things season one didn't look super duper horrible is because most of the time the lighting was really low, you know? And you weren't seeing the monsters and stuff like that. It would have probably had a director that wanted it to look better than what it was. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, you... You can't really With the tell. Witcher, they, they wouldn't have had that leisure either, to be fair, though. Then when you really do see the monsters, you know, that's where the the big parts of the budget went, you know? So you the lighting issues. There's also some lighting issues in The Witcher that really fucked with me super bad, and I hated it. Um, what? Like, I think it's the first episode, maybe the second. Geralt goes to see... It's the first episode. He goes to see the the wizard... That's with um the woman I think I thought was Triss in the beginning. She's got the Oh Renfrey? Renfrey, yeah. And mm-hmm. you think that actress in her hair color makes a better Triss than the one we got? Yeah, personally. But it, you know what? Fuck it. To be fair, she kinda does give off what the game's Triss looks like body wise. It's she, the outfit, also her to attitude. Honest, like, when you fucking first see her until well, you learn Triss- her name, you're like, Oh shit, it's Triss, you know, like well, no, but but Triss Triss is in the books. That that is how Triss is. It isn't until later on. I mean, all the characters go through development. Yeah, about. yeah. There's a development, but he and goes, Triss is only a minor character. Too. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's nothing really like important to the story, but, or too important. She was elevated to importance yeah. for the video game because they wanted to give players uh, yeah, love I think options more, and choice. It was more of the fact that they wanted to bring Foltus back into the fold because he was one of the only really like super cool dudes aside from you know very story. Uh, I won't spoil, but very story uh, relevant uh, leaders and Foltus just wasn't one of them. So it was an easy pick for them to give him more relevance in the game. Triss works in his court, so yeah, made sense. But when Geralt goes and sees the wizard for her or whatever and he has to... That plot line comes out and he's got the the illusion or whatever and they're talking while standing in the illusion that the wizard made because he says it helps him or whatever Mm -hmm. look at the lighting difference when it goes to the wizard he looks in the scene and when it goes to Geralt everything is fucking wrong (laughs) I think part of that is they were trying to emulate the fact that he's standing out in like in the light and Geralt's kind of like still sitting back behind the arches a little I can I can see that there being there's probably some inconsistencies there. You're probably not just seeing things, but no, no, no. It's like the lighting is super off. 
Like, it doesn't blend into the scene. It almost looks, and this could be a thing, like, maybe Henry Cavill was off when they filmed that scene, and they fucking, the wizard was just talking to a green screen, you know? It, but, like, and they didn't quite match the lighting or something, but it it just looks weird. Like, even, even the mannerisms of Geralt, kind of, like, he doesn't really seem to be looking at the guy, and the lighting seems... Uh, it almost looks like a video game cutscene version of Geralt, just placed in some live-action shit. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> and it, it, it pulled me out, and I was like, oh no. Because the only thing I had heard about that was everybody was like, the Witcher's up, the Witcher's up. And then the anything that I saw review-wise was like, fuck this show, it's horrible. And I was like, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Suck my asshole. So, and it was great. And it ended up being amazing, because critics are fucking got a stick on their butt. When I saw that, I was like, oh shit, I'm in for a ride. Like, oh no, like, they were right. Oh god. And then it was amazing. Like, that was like the only thing. Yeah. I I think Yennefer's casting was great. I think everybody's casting was great. I think if, even if they just, like, had Triss's actress lighten her hair or gave her a lighter wig or whatever, just a little bit more. You know what? I would be okay with her hair color if they change her wardrobe because she just doesn't look right. Like it, her, she just wears like these boring dresses. Like she doesn't stand out. You're right. I think it's the clothing more than the hair. Like we're expecting the hair to Probably. make her stand out, but the hair is not quite red like you expect and then the clothing yeah. is boring she looks like a side character and it's like whereas every other main character yeah every other main character sticks out like you see that they're a main character like, siri sticks out Geralt well, obviously it sticks comes out back to what i said though is that i don't think Triss is really meant to be like a forefront character she's not really meant to like run the show in any regard yeah but even Especially without any player choice, like the show even, is like books. even just the exact other side characters right? directly involved in the story of our main characters, like uh, Yavas Vasky. I fucking can't say his name. Dand- dandelion. Dandelion. Yeah, Dandelion. They, I don't, he clearly I don't sticks out, but he's a bard. That? It's the original name. Jaskier means dandelion. Yeah, he, that's what I was told, but I couldn't remember. Geralt Apparently. even says it in Witcher Three. I just can never remember how to say it. Um. However, like, he stands out, but naturally he's a bard, he's gonna be flamboyant and appear and everything, but when you take uh, Yennefer's storyline and you look every at everybody in there, they all stand out in their own way, even during the beginning parts, right? The teacher mm-hmm. woman stands out as somebody, and then you just kind of have, like... I actually liked Yennefer's part the best, I think. Like, when the arc, when the, the spotlight shifted to her arc, I was always, like, on the yeah. edge of my seat. She That was, like, my favorite part of the show. I agree. I I really like the uh the episode with I think his name is Gorsh. Uh the the guy that hires him. I think it's the la- maybe the last episode or close to the second second to last episode. Uh where Geralt's hired to go on Oh, Jackdaw? A hunt with them and he runs into Yennefer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the dragons. I, I trying to keep it spoilerish free as much as I can. Oh, the dragons. That's I not mean, really a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not it, a spoiler. It literally like starts up front center. Um, the episode starts. Yeah. I, keep in mind these are short stories yeah, from a short story collection. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. So I'm each just, one of them is fairly self-contained. I just want to beat the bush as hard as I around well, the bush. Well, except for series part. Series part is I think from the saga, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I 
it's so good. If you don't have Netflix, fucking get your cousin's account. I think you can get a trial for Netflix. Just fucking yeah, get, like grab a fucking shitty free account and, and yeah, get, watch it. Or get Binge your it. cousin's account. Yeah, dude, it's so good. Destiny already watched it twice. Like she just finished this her second watch through like yesterday. And when's the last time you watched something yeah. new? Uh, Redline. I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's just it's, so it's that good. Like interesting. And there's definitely things like I feel like there's definitely things I missed. Right? Maybe maybe they didn't put that much thought into it being like the pilot season type deal. I oh victim. I, I was telling this to Sarge when he brought this up during when the when we were testing our microphones before he joined. But like so I started playing The Witcher Three after finishing the show and I like tried to like catch up on, you know, what happened in Witcher One and Two so I can play three. And then like the background information presented uh, which is like foundational, like oh, everyone knows this kind of stuff. Like, totally spoils the show. Oh, 100 <laughs> um, percent. I was it, like, oh my it, god, I should have. I should have waited. They, they fully <laughs> talk about like the end of the saga, like like heavily. It there's heavily referenced in three, but it's like they straight up show you like a like a flashback of it. Like where the book point, It's not much of a fucking spoiler <laughs> if you played. Witcher 1 and 2, and if for some reason at this point you haven't, well, I apologize, but, you know, the 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 books end with Geralt quote-unquote dying. Um, I don't think he, they ever, the books don't ever, like, show him die. It's supposed to be like a, he's mortally wounded, being sent off with these people that where he's going to essentially heaven. Um, I forget what it's called, but they're, they're in-world version of heaven. Um, and yeah, that's where it ends. It's like he's just being carried off in the, the on a boat somewhere. But it's implied in The Witcher One and Two that he woke up on an island, not dead. Yeah, or I think I think it was it woke up somewhere, not dead. But anyways, all this aside, The Witcher Three you were saying, fucking also a fantastic game. What? So TLDR, um, everyone go watch the Damon X Machina TV show, The yes, Witcher, on it. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're Game of the Year. Fine. Game of the Year. Yeah. Damon X Machina. <laughs> and you're saying Geralt Game of the Year. So we, we went over the Game of the Year. What do you guys think, both personally and uh, industry, industry-wide, professionally, the... Not necessarily the game of the decade, but the most influential game of the decade. Like so, Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two is that industry wide or just you personally? I'm just being an ass. Okay, you gotta be shitting me. I was like, did the original come out this decade? No, it didn't. I mean, think about it though. Think about it. If you like, I am half joking, but if you think about it, uh, Battlefield Two. Not only did it get us like it it was kind of like the what a straw that broke the camel's back. I'm trying to think of like a, a good analogy. But yeah, it it led to legislation on yep, loot boxes. It, it, it got people talking. It made it lit a fire under EA's ass. Finally, of, of all the times that we fucking tried, and so I, I think it did something good. It, it highlighted a bad within our within our medium, if you will, which we should ha- we should do. We should have to do that. It should you know, in movies and shit don't get away with. Well, I say that, but some movies do get away with being fucking yeah. utter horrible piles of garbage, but. If we want our video games to be the best that they are, we shouldn't let EA do the no. things that it does. By any reasonably. means, we need to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the seventeen seventy six. You know, we have a duty to be better and make sure that 
everything is better. I agree. But personally, what what so, game do you, was the most influential on you? And then, well, victim personally or professionally? So one of those is I, Battlefront I would say professionally, two. So industry, right? Battlefront two. Yeah, professionally, personally. Game of the, Game decade, of the decade, Dark Souls. Uh, is, if I had to specifically pick one, Dark Souls. I'll, I'll take the trilogy. Even though I liked Bloodborne more, <laughs> Dark Souls one was like a fucking turning point for me in gaming. Same, similar to how League of Legends was. Technically, didn't come out this decade. Funny enough, but uh, for both games, League and uh, Dark Souls one, it it, it it kicked me out of my habits of being an angry, raging, you know, little kid on the internet. It, it helped me come to terms with like this is challenging. Because it's kind of fun and it feels good to overcome adversity. You know, not everything should be fucking force fed into my throat. Um, you know, because you never know what's going to, you know, enter your throat if it's force fed. No hand holding type deal. But uh, with Dark Souls, everything that was given to me, I knew. I put it in my mouth of my own volition. Yes, that, uh, that was pretty dirty, but it's I'm not judging you. All right. Sarge's turn. Professionally, personally, game of the decade slash most influence, whatever the fuck. I you think industry wide. And I will argue this though. Prior to this, when we were setting up our mics, you brought up a valid point, but I still, I'm still sticking to it. Don't spoil my choice. Yeah, I'm still sticking to it. I think industry-wide, PUBG is, or for those who don't know the acronym, Player Unknown's Battleground is the most influential of the decade, which is saying something because it's relatively new. But when that launched, what happened? Every we got sing- the culling. Fortnite, a bunch of pretenders. Every fucking buddy. Every person, every game, everyone. Battle Royale. And now you have Fortnite. Every 12-year-old in the world, fucking Ninja is out there hosting New Year's Eve event things. He's huge. He's been on Forbes. He's been on Ellen multiple times. He's magazine covers. And it's all because, yeah, he's absolutely huge because of Fortnite. There is a 16-year-old, he might be 17 now, kid who won $3 million playing Fortnite. That, it spawned this massive, massive thing, which I don't think any other game this decade, or the decades mm-hmm. past even, really touched on. Like, some of them, you know, kind of pushed it. I think uh, Modern Warfare 2, or 1... Modern Warfare 1 kind of really gave a big boom to first-person shooters, but with PlayerUnknown's Battleground, we haven't seen anything hit and affect video games across the board nearly as hard. It's a phenomenon. It's very similar to, like, you know, old-school, the phenomenon with, with like, Doom and uh, Quake, and people still play those games for big cash prizes at yearly events, right? Yeah. This is like a new instance of when that happened, but for something different. It, without PUBG, you don't have Fortnite. Without Fortnite, League of Legends is the still still the biggest game in the world. Yeah, it, it might be right now, but I. Well, one thing one thing against that League still pulls more like overall view time. People, yeah, yeah, but no, so. I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mean to say I hate it, but like. It's the first legitimate challenge they've been ever given. It, it it's huge. It's huge, and like even in even with League of Legends, uh, the Invitational with Dota Two grew. 
you know, as League of Legends got bigger and bigger, the Invitational got better cash prizes and so on and yeah. so forth, which is fantastic, and it pushes this forward. But with PUBG going into Fortnite, it just exploded things, and it's absolutely insane. I don't see them slowing down because the people that got popular and are getting popular in Fortnite are very, very easily becoming you know they don't just have to play Fortnite. they can go and play other things a lot of them don't but they'll play whatever they want and it kind of just grows wherever they go and it's amazing yeah. like it, no matter how you feel about Fortnite, like i'm not the biggest fan i can't i just can't stand battle royales in general i mean i tried i gave it a real honest fucking try i didn't play Fortnite, but i played every other battle royale under the fucking sun and I just don't have fun with it. I, I think that people's perceptions of it being an instantly instant thing to jump into is skewed and not really true. And that's fine. That doesn't have to be why you love the game. I'm just, I've heard that yeah. argument, right? And I just don't see it. I feel like in a game like Halo where I can respond and there's like a little, a lot more like direct competitiveness, like between players. I like that. But in PUBG, it's yeah. eh. speaking of get get Reach, man, it's fun. I've been playing it. This is a bit of a tangent, but I just I hated Reach. I fucking hated Reach, dude. I hate it too, but it's kind. Of, I'm having fun. I, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it is still pretty close to Halo Three for what I'm looking for. But I just bought the whole collection. I'll I'll play. Like it has a cool little menu. Like the match. It's obviously all the other games are grayed out, but like it's got a menu where it's like, okay, matchmake. You want these Halo games? These Halo modes and. It's just all the other games are grayed out. I mean, I'm I'm bought in. I'm excited, but go on, Sarge. Your personal choice. Personal choice. There's so many good games that I play, and I still play them today. Uh, I I don't want to say something and be like, you guys be like, that was released in 2009, because I will, because I play games like that. Do it. Dude. Um, do it. I don't really care. But <laughs> with something that I've put the most hours into. Hmm. Conquer Online. <laughs> yeah, I'm Conquer scared. Online. That's that's not fucking 20 years old by now. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's not talk about that yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Fuck, isn't Abinogi like 20? No, no, we don't. Either right oh. Yes. Gosh. Um, there, there are so many good games. I... Let me let me open my Steam here. Let me just look at my library. Oh, easy. Fucking Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, the second I go. opened it up, I knew Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> the, the second I opened Steam, I didn't even have to look at my library. Just the window popped up, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm being dumb." DQ Eleven. Fucking love Dragon <laughs> Quest. I'll fight anybody that says anything bad about it. Let's go. Somebody buy me a Switch so I get more content for DQ11. Fuck. <laughs> I love how easy it was to come to that yeah. conclusion. All right, but all right, boys, it's my turn. All right, so personally, professionally, personally, I'm a little torn. I got three candidates in the pipe. All right, it's going to be either Persona 5, good one, Xenoblade 2. Final Fantasy 15 or Near Automata. I said three. I meant four. Fuck off. These games are all, they really speak to me, right? They all have their merits. But if I were to compare them objectively, of all the, the, the pieces that make the sum, I think the best of them that 
deserves to be remembered forever, probably near Automata. Like I was thinking about it, and I I had it down to about five, and near kept creeping to the top, but I completely forgot about DQ Eleven until I clicked the Steam button because yeah. I <laughs> knew I knew the second I opened my Steam library something would click, and I was like, oh, it's fucking Dragon Quest, of course. Part of me wants to say Final Fantasy Fifteen instead because so many people hated that game and they should go back and try it again because it's better now but like I, it, that bothers me so much arden <sighs> i will i'll repeat this to the day i fucking die arden izunia is the best final fantasy villain ever straight up it's true straight up the other ones don't even hold a candle to him he's just the you best you can hate the protagonist but the, the villain is so much more worth playing the game for i don't even hate the protagonist i think noctis is fine everything about him is fine I just don't think that the the problems you would have with them outweigh the amount of fucking fun you will have getting to know Arden. It's like, if you didn't like that they didn't deal with Arden enough, play his DLC. If you didn't like Noctis, play it in Japanese. If you didn't like the lack of world building, just play it again today because they added a bestiary and all kinds of important context that wasn't there at launch. What you're telling me is I should right now, because I when you said this, I, I wanted to put 15 up there. I love the Final Fantasy series. I love JRPGs. I wanted to put 15 up there, but I hadn't played it. What you're telling me is what I should do right now is spend the $40, buy Final Fantasy 15, the Windows edition, and get the Arden episode. Yes. The, the reason why is because the Windows edition has everything in it except the Arden DLC, because that was made afterwards. Which is five bucks. Yes. So I should I should get both of those because it's worth it. Yeah, but get it, stream it, love it. You don't even need to watch the movie. How much is Arden DLC right now? Five bucks. Oh shit! All right, well I think I... it was always five. Oh, bucks. Really? Oh All shit! Right. Okay, well boom, right. I'm buying it in a fucking now, couple of minutes. Now I I I take your guys's recommendations seriously. So Final Fantasy 15. Or a game I've been wanting to play, and it might have got up there. It might have beat out everything else. I've kept myself spoiler-free for it. And I haven't bought it, and I'm fucking pissed I didn't have the money for the Steam Winter Sale. Should I spend the 60 bucks on Octopath? Uh, nah. Nah. I mean, like, Octopath no? is good, but it's, like, not really optimized as a JRPG, which... You know, some JRPG fans will tell you, oh, that's the half the fun of playing a JRPG. It's like, no, fuck you. We live in we live in modern times. People can balance their fucking games correctly. Octopath has soul. Octopath has charm. But I'm never going to forget Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. Hmm. And you don't think that that Octopath is uh it's it's broken as it were. It, it just there's a there's like some infinite loops, which I'm sure they've patched part of them out. But like you could get infinite money, infinite EXP, like easily. It was not hard to do. Hold on, you could do that in Final Fantasy VII, and that's one of the greatest things about it. But, w Adam Glitch? Mm, are you kidding me? No. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Who needs ninety nine elixirs? This guy right here. What but, are you talking about? I, I just I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of like missed opportunities too, and I haven't played it either. I've only watched people play it. Um, there's just a lot about it that I think they could have done better, and uh, I would I don't know. So you think you think the the even like story the winter sale price? You think the winter sale price of like thirty six bucks is what I think it was? And I'm super sad that I didn't have the money or I couldn't drop any fucking hints hard enough to the like two friends who are equally capable as me to buy things uh, that they didn't get it for me. 
I mean, yeah, if you get it on sale, sure. If you can get it for 20 bucks, you'd be very satisfied I'll, I'll with a really good deal. I'll fucking take a steal of a game any day. But what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, if it's between 40 for 15 and Arden versus a full-priced game in Octopath, you think that not because of the price range that 15 is better. I am mm-hmm. ready and if I had the money, if I would. It, if it, I would buy Final Fantasy 15 at full price again, just to play so, it on PC. I played so it on you're PS4. saying if there were both sixty bucks, <laughs> you'd go fifteen. I would buy fifteen again. Yeah, I would. I'm telling you, Final Fantasy 15 is my second place for game of the decade, just because Near Automata was complete at launch and a little bit more. Fun. It just was more complete. I actually yeah. do want to talk about Near Automata too. Nier Automata had better music than 15. Music 15 had good well, music, that, see, mm. but Nier Automata had like it won an award for its music for a reason. I have it on CD. Like, think, think about it this way: Final Fantasy 15 has almost every Final Fantasy soundtrack. Yeah, a game beating out Final Fantasy music-wise, though, that's fucking that's a big deal. Yeah, but I will say Emmy Evans is a fucking god. Um, I want to play Nostros, even though I've heard it's like an utter dog shit of a game, just because it's her and then Kevin Pankin, who, if you don't know who Kevin Pankin is, he's the guy who does the music for um, Made in Abyss. Couldn't think of it for some reason, which was like one of the most well-beloved animes that came out during its like slate. So I, I think beating out any Final Fantasy game on its soundtrack is like beating out Hideo Kojima on story. Yeah, to do I mean, so is phenomenal. It's, that's it's fair. dropping PUBG and changing the game industry type, like, holy shit type thing, you know? I'm serious. Now, and 15 had some good tracks in it, I will admit. Some catchy stuff that I still have on my Spotify playlist, because, you know, they put them all on Spotify. So, <laughs> where, but near Automata, I went and bought the CD. It was worth it. I got I got one more before we wrap this up. What's that? Indie. I still have another award to give. <laughs> indie game of the decade. It. I do still have another award to give. Indie game of the decade. What? Well, hold on. Independent game. Because we've all dabbled. No, no. Before we before we get to that though, let's let Dylan get through his, so we don't we're not like rotating through different things. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Game of the year. Personally, personally, near Automata. Professionally, Minecraft. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I hate Minecraft. Yeah. I hate Minecraft, but let me tell you why it's game of the year. You mean you mean game of the decade? Excuse me. I hate Minecraft. So let me explain to you why it's game of the decade. So this game <laughs> I just want that to be the episode title. That's why I repeated myself. <laughs> no, but um I'm serious. Minecraft, I mean, when Y was on our show, like we went over this. Like it's super influential. It's perfect. It's at some point we're all going to reinstall it and, and play it again. Right. Like it's just a forever game. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like big top servers doing big top things that will eventually die out. And in fact, I would argue it has already basically died out, but there's always still going to mm-hmm. be space for me and you to fire up our own server and just fucking play. And there's always going to be room for modders to yeah. continue to mod because there's still going to be people like us who download their mod and play. And they're not mm-hmm. going to get money anyways, because like, that's how modding works. So they literally lose nothing. One of these days, my two boys, they'll be just big enough that they don't need our constant supervision, where when I'm off at work and the boys are, you know, content, taken care of, 
Destiny might be able to sit at her computer and fire it up. You know what she's going to play? She's going to play Minecraft, I'm sure. It's that or we're going to, she's going to sucker us back into fucking Don't Starve or something. Or Starbound. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 it's something. I'd be down for both of those. But, uh, you know, Minecraft's going to be a frequent, a frequent flyer on that computer. Once uh, she has the necessary free time and the boys are self-sufficient enough that they don't need her constant attention. I'm sure that will be one of the things that she plays. Nobody is a neat anymore alongside me. I'm I'm literally in the mornings. I'm like, well, geez, I wish my friends didn't have work. Uh, <sighs> I'm just fucking. But <laughs> when when that happens, I'm I'm gonna turn your wife into the most hardcore fucking roguelike gamer known mm-hmm. to man. I'll be like, hey, Destiny, let's go play Risk of Rain. Let's go do the. You're gonna come back, well, victim. Victim, if you want money. I'll give you the login info for the Melomancy YouTube that we don't use. You can download from SoundCloud these episodes, and you can make a highlights channel like the Joe Rogan experience. And you can just take the monetization money for yourself. <laughs> I'm not chopping these episodes up. Okay. If, you know what? <laughs> I would take you up on that if I wasn't like already trying to like do some things. All right, boys. Rapid fire. Indie game of the decade. Sarge, go. Indie game of the decade. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Undertale. Victim, go. Am I allowed to say Minecraft again? <laughs> yes. No, no, technically, because no. in the decade they were all Microsoft. <laughs> That's no, fine. No. That's fine. <laughs> um, fuck, I don't know. To be fair with you, I don't play any games all that often. I mean, like I do, but Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Got it. My turn. Um, wow. Starbound. All right, guys. All right. And, and on that bombshell, we're out. Hello. 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 And welcome to the outro. So I finally managed to drag Sarge into the outro. We had Victim on the last one. And then the last like 10 I did. (laughs) Hold on. That would be like the last nine. I did one. It's okay. Uh, Anime of the decades. uh, Gundam Unicorn, by the way. So uh, we have a social media presence of... um, so we have a, a Twitter account that's a Meloman or twitter.com slash melomancy. I run that. Don't try to contact me on it. Uh, and you can find me at shipposter.club slash dylon. If you don't know what shipposter club is, listen to this episode. What the fuck are you doing? Sarge has social media. I do have social media. I got Twitter at Sarge Dabarge D E or D A. Why is it D and Mumble? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Don't uh, worry about the minor details. And you got a Twitch account too, don't you? Yeah, same thing. Sarge da Barge. D-A-S-D-B. All capitalized, one word. Let's go. And then Victim. Ooh, ooh I got social media. I have a Twitter. That's pretty much the only one I use. Uh, at MM underscore Victim. Fuck, I sure hope it's an underscore. I think it is. Um, it is. <laughs> there we go. And uh, I too have a Twitch, which is a victim of gaming all one word it's just weird capitalizations it's the only one you'll find it it's the only one <laughs> but yeah and uh, you can uh, send us feedback by uh, writing it down in an envelope uh, e- uh mailing it to your nearest trash can oh, i'm just kidding just tag me in fucking social media i'll listen i love the feedback I love seeing people like reply to me and like send me messages with like screenshots of them downloading all the episodes and shit. Like, oh my God, what are you in for? <laughs> I try to warn people that the first couple episodes, I didn't really know how to edit audio and they're really rough, but I still love them. Yeah. But 
I appreciate the viewers, the listeners with their earballs. Yeah. And I love toast. And toast. I'm going to fucking bed. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.